Hi, this is Midnight. I just wanted to apologize uh, in advance here that episodes one to three of Mistborn unfortunately have some loud background music that I did not notice uh, until after recording episode three and finally getting a chance to go through and edit those three episodes. Uh, again, I'm, I'm very sorry for this. Uh, I believe you can hear us uh, you can make out our voices decently, but it's a little annoying in my opinion, and I can't seem to fix it. So yeah, I, I apologize, and it will be gone after episode three of Mistborn. Thank you. Welcome back to the Shardbreaker podcast. We are on episode one of Mistborn. We read chapters one through four uh, this week. Um, before I get into it, did you guys reread uh, the prologue? Yes. No. No. And you're all the stuff you and all the stuff you missed. I didn't miss anything. Um, I missed a bunch. I didn't miss anything. I did understand better. You understand what? I did understand better by rereading it. Yeah. Did you guys have any uh, just general thoughts about the prologue before we head into chapter one? Aside from all of the things that you miss? I didn't miss anything. Yeah, you kind of suck at reading problems. You guys wanted that. I know, but you suck at it. You need to get better, so we gotta keep making you do it, so you'll get better. Uh-huh. Anyways, anyways, Just you guys have any thoughts about the prologue? That explains a lot about certain people and certain the society at large. Definitely makes you scared of Steel Inquisitor's part, so. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, so episode, or sorry, chapter one. Uh, we have, obviously, it's the start of part one. Part one's called The Survivor of Hassan. Uh, and then, so we get these little epigraphs at the start of every chapter in Mistborn, so I'm gonna read out the little uh, epigraph for each chapter as well, because they're, they're pretty cool things, only like his main like actual series books like Mistborn and Stormlight have them, unlike his uh, smaller uh, one, one single books. Uh, so yeah, so the, fir- the epigraph for chapter one was, I consider myself to be a man of principle, but what man does not? Even the cutthroat I have noticed believe his actions to be moral after a fashion. Perhaps another person reading of my life would name me a religious tyrant. He could call me arrogant. What is to make that man's opinion any less valid than my own? I guess it all comes down to one fact. In the end, I'm the one with the armies. Uh, so do you think it's true that all men consider themselves to be moral? And what do you think this might say about the book? First off, yes. I think that everybody believes that they are uh, like in the right. That what they're doing is the correct option. No matter what it is, we see it as being bad because ours is an opposite ideal. But to them, that they're always trying to do what they think is best. Uh, I know I know this, I don't remember what the quote was, but I've, in d and I've lived by this, quote, this specific quote of the fact that no party is uh, ever necessarily wrong, just differ to what your belief is. So in D&D standards, no enemy that you're facing is actually evil, but may have just what you see as a morally evil opinion in life. But to them, you are actually the evil. 
that they are trying to expunge from the world. What do you think, Darkness? Uh, do you think it's true that all men consider themselves to be moral and what do you think this might say about the book think though this might say about this book that all all men consider themselves to be on this on the correct side that the rebellion as well as the people they're fighting against are neither necessarily evil they both have their reasonings that they believe it is just to do what they're doing now i don't know i don't know how that how that works in my opinion on some of these other people the fact that they can just go have sex with people without their willingness and then discard of them. That doesn't seem morally thing, but maybe there's a, somewhere in it if they were to explain why they see it as morality. But... Well, it's explained later that they the reason they do that is because they don't want half-breeds because they don't want Ska yes. having alamancy. But, but, why, but why have sexual relations with them in the first place well, when yeah. you know you're going to discard of them? Like, you will discard it. Everyone just needs to be I, gay, then you don't have to worry about pregnancy. I agree. Although the rape thing is still an issue, but <laughs> at least you don't have to kill them afterwards. Half of that is cured. Well, I don't know. I don't know. What? So, here's the thing, right? Even if they don't kill them, right? They've stated before that they can't have pretty sky. So, like... Well, the reason you don't want pretty... pretty sky, what are you going to do? Well, the reason you don't to, want pretty scars is because yeah. then it's somebody an attempt the guy into raping them, and then they have to kill them. <laughs> but that's the same thing. So if you take the rape off the table, like, you can now have pretty scar. I mean, I feel like you have a lot more pretty scar. Uh, darkness. Pretty people thoughts? make pretty people. <laughs> what's your thoughts about how uh, this kind of epigraph, uh, the, the thoughts behind it, is going to affect the book? Well, I mean, it's all political, right? Political news stuff in general. They see it their own way. Regardless, it's definitely gonna gonna influence people on all sides. I don't know. I just yeah. I just want you guys to keep in keep in mind that the, the epigraphs tend to have, I feel like, themes to them. They're they're important. Kind of like the. Uh, the... The orb that he's part of the chapter that we didn't actually get. Our oh, the Aeons, yeah. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. Alright, so going straight into chapter one, we get to meet Vin, uh, who is our main character. Um, although Kelsier actually has a lot more POVs than I thought he, than I remember him. Oh, having, yeah. 
I totally thought he had way less POVs, but uh, no, he, 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 you, had you were like, oh, this man's gonna be like Basher, and I'm like, I, I totally oh, thought he was, he, he, I totally he was, thought he was, he was almost in every fucking chapter we read. Yeah, okay, so if he wasn't in every, <laughs> I, I got it. I, I obviously, it's been, it's been a few years since I read these books. It's obvious. I obviously don't have a great memory. I just, I know Ben's the main character, even though Kelsier is obviously, <laughs> obviously has a lot more point of view. For some reason, I just remembered them more from Ben's point of view. His parts. So, so I do. Before we get into it, I do kind of like the way that it's structured, where like some of like the chapters aren't just one person. Yeah, it, it, it melds them very well in there, so that and you get to still get the full dialogue, and it definitely does make it seem more as if Vin is a main character and like everybody else is there as side characters, even though you get a point of view from you know Kelsier at one point. Yeah. Well, uh, I think the, the... Like, sorry. Okay, uh, but like I think aside from that, the thing only thing that I didn't like, and it could just be an audiobook thing, I'm not 100 sure, but like two, at least two of the chapters, I remember at the end, it almost seemed as if the chapter had ended, and they continued into the next chapter, but then they did, then like it's I guess the next thing it goes chapter three, and I'm like, I, but. That, like it didn't seem like if you took the in the audio book if you took off chapter three it would almost seem as if it just kept flowing like it was one chapter is it almost like started and stopped at the exact same point and uh both the chapters that i remember it almost seemed as if uh you got like a bit of the chapter and then they would re-enter that, that thing almost as if when you watch an episode of like a show they give you like the last bit of what happened as like the starting of the show and i'm like that just seemed really like it was like uh you get double the information of the same information mm, i think you, i think i think maybe the I, I as i said i don't remember if this is true but i i'm wondering if as vin learns more we get less of kelsier's point of views because i think the whole point of having less of kelsier's point of views is because he's because like yeah he's a teacher like all of brandon's books are like you learn along with a character about the magic system so like obviously Vin's the main character because she doesn't know about Alamancy whereas Kelsier obviously does he's like he obviously has like a, a lot more in-depth as we'll go into later okay. so, so you're cutting you're cutting in and out a little bit sometimes Mythic yeah I, f I figure like it's the internet this hotel is it having issues? Yeah, it keeps going down. But... Rip. Alright. Um, so, yeah, so we meet Ben, and she, uh, as she watches Ash fall from the sky onto Luthadel. She's sitting in a watch hole at the crew's safe house for solitude, not because she's on watch. Her brother Reen had taught her not to trust anyone, including by betraying her himself. Uh, a boy named Ulaf then sticks his head into the room and says Cameron's been looking for her. Ben thinks that this is the exact reason why she's hiding. She knows that Ulaf is gangly and naive, or as naive as one could be growing up in the underworld. Reen had told her that ruthlessness was the most practical of emotions. Ben leaves the safe house, which she, uh, which she knows is through a stone tunnel beneath a storefront. She notes the job will take place in a richer part of town. Uh, she notes that Kamen is going for a very dangerous job of scamming noblemen and obligators, but it beat working in the textile mills or forges. She walks through the Scoth thumbs and knows she'll never be as free as Reen had made certain of when he left. 
So what was your first impression of Vin? I thought, I don't know, it's just, at first, like at first, first I thought she was like, a bit of a pushover, <laughs> essentially, but like I get it, you know, because mm-hmm. everything that's happening, but I mean, I don't think I could handle the sheer disrespect that happens later. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, she's, um... She's got a lot of issues. <laughs> yeah, I was... I was You've thought previous characters in books have had issues? <laughs> yeah. Um, you see, the way she has, uh, like, trust issues is the same way I have trust issues with each one of these books. <laughs> uh, what do you think, Mythic? I mean, it's hard to remember what I thought originally, because, like, it definitely changed between the four chapters, uh-huh. but she, I feel like I remember feeling a lot more like she was the, she was a main character trying to be a background character, um, and it kind of frustrated me because she obviously has power, and it, it annoyed me that she just kind of let this person basically beat her up and all this stuff when like he's the reason he's even where he's at in the first place yeah and i was i was like it just didn't didn't make sense to me (laughs) for for somebody who should be better than that person um and i guess i kind of was annoyed with her at first and then kind of get a little bit later on some like of her backstory and like her belief system, I guess, um, and yeah. how she's kind of almost once again injured by this other person um, and his thought patterns. Yeah, and she's she's very like, hindered okay, by her I brothers. Understand. Yeah, because I think she but knows. I, yeah. I think maybe it's all the main chapter four. She knows that like her brother basically raised her, so and he's been also very abusive. So she's kind of just been like, this is the way things are. This is how I get by in life. So, yeah, she's, I mean, we, we will learn more about her past through the book, but yeah, she's, she's had a hard life. She's, uh, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it, life has not been good for you know, <laughs> I really like the way they're depicting, like, how much her, like, past has traumatized her. Yeah. And I, I have a very strong feeling that that's going to get in the way of some people being in the future. Like, she's going to have to break the fucking thoughts, like, what well, she's been taught by her brother mm-hmm. at some point, and she's not gonna know if she has, like, if she can do it or not. Yeah, I mean, it's so ingrained her that she, like, hears his voice. But... Yeah, uh, that's another, I, I have a theory on that in the first place, but the fact that I don't know if she's actually hearing the voice or if somebody's actually talking to her. Maybe her brother is using some of one of these powers. I don't know because we haven't figured out what all of them do. Maybe it's the fucking deity of this fucking place, bro. <laughs> but 
Oh, what's what was his name? God damn it! Lord what was the dude's name? The, 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 Lord no, the storyteller. Oh, Hoyt. No, the storyteller Hoyt. Yeah, maybe Hoyt is in the background. <laughs> Hoyt is really mean. <laughs> um. So yeah. So when Ben sees Cameron, uh, he angrily asks where she was. She looks down to not show any confidence, but he backhands her across the face, anyways, causing her to fall against a wall. She takes it silently. Cameron says she can't mess up the job because it's worth 10,000 boxings, which I'm assuming you guys kind of figured out is their currency. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, ben wonders if the rebellion uh, wonders if the rebellion to the north, where Themos Trusting was murdered, was putting him on edge because it would make the nobles more on edge. Uh, Vin glances up at Cameron and he goes to slap her again, but she uses a little luck, calming his nervousness. He pauses for a second before sighing and turning away from her. Vin then notes that Cameron is wearing a very expensive disguise and that as long as he keeps his anger in check, he is the best actor of any thief. So what was your first impression of Cameron? <laughs> is Cameron the one that hits her? Yeah, Cameron's the, the, the crew leader that hits her. Yeah, okay. <laughs> that I wanted his ass to die numerous times. <laughs> no, apparently that doesn't... Oh, never mind. We'll get to it. Yeah. What do you what do you mean he's the coolest character so far? <laughs> Between Finn and no, Cameron. Cameron's the coolest. Uh, I, definitely, uh, I definitely think uh Keltier. <laughs> Not Lord Trusting? <laughs> from the prologue? Is that Not the guy Lord from the Trusting prologue that wakes people? The rape woman? No. <laughs> yeah. no. Lord, Lord, Lord Trusting's dead anyway, Trusting. so it doesn't matter. Uh, yeah. Lord Trusting should have been ruler. The Lord Ruler? <laughs> Yeah. I'm, uh, I'm gonna. I'm, I'm cringing so bad. I'm gonna get cancelled. I mean, I. I wish. I wish he was a steel inquisitor so somebody could put spikes through his face. <laughs> but then he'd have more time. Uh, maybe. Uh, so Vin then notes the camera. We, we don't know how they're made yet. Yeah, we don't. What know is it with? <laughs> what is it with body modifications in every single one of the fucking books? <laughs> I mean, wait. Has there been a body modification? I'm assuming Darkness is talking about Lifeless in Warbreaker. And lifeless then the Dakor. Not okay. only that, but the way that he can also, yeah. like, Asha can change his body and shit. Mm. I mean, okay. Well, when, uh, when you say body that... modification, I was thinking, like, you know, spikes through the eyes, bone armor under your skin. Yeah. Uh, okay, so but, like, a body modification could only be. A body modification could only be kind of yeah. right with that too. Yeah, I, I gotcha, yeah. But I mean, I even remember tattoos being like big thing for Breaker either, though, you know what I'm saying? But I guess if you want to, if you, if you lump in his power to change himself, his body, I guess, yeah, modify his body. Not only that, but it's... you also gotta think about the tuck thing. <laughs> oh, so it's a bronze tongue I... getting cut out? Yeah. Second. <laughs> oh, oh, but but that didn't but that didn't like when you it say that I'm thinking you're like you know about did it though I mean yeah it dampened him I guess yeah made it so he couldn't use certain things yeah, yeah. they're involved in some sort of way in every fucking like, part of it though yeah. like it all involves yeah, right. fucking magic in some way 
Uh, anyway, so Vinda notes that Cameron is pretending to be a lowly noble going through hard times. He's working with a man named Theron who comes in and asks about Vin. Cameron says she's no one, but Theron continues to look her over. Vin notes that she barely looks her age of 16, but that some men prefer that. Uh, which is lovely. Uh, he luckily turns away without Vin having no, to use any look. Sanderson, Sanderson definitely is, like, pushing a... This is specifically his darkest book. He, he wrote this in the time where, like, super dark, edgy books were, like, a huge thing. Uh, and he says, uh, I think he uh, said before that he kind of regrets, like, how dark Mistborn is, and he probably won't write anything, like, as dark as this trilogy. Again, like, there's a lot of, like, really I mean, fucked up people. It, it, in, in all honesty, I actually enjoy that kind of a book because it shows the gritty realism of life. Like, yeah. um, like when I play D&D, I have to make sure certain characters, I, or characters, certain players are okay with some of the gritty stuff that could possibly happen because, like, it's an open world, and in my opinion, everything could happen. Anything that can yeah. happen in real life should be able to happen in the game. And so I don't, like, explicitly talk about things, but they are there, and they yeah. happen. And, like, you know, and I, I leave it open to people's interpretations but I let them understand that you know it's a realism world like people could get raped or get you know other things that possibly could happen I mean in D&D specifically we're so happy with being able to murder people and yeah. like not have a problem with that but then you jump to the other spectrum and it's like complete 180 of like the thought pattern and it doesn't make sense to me or something but, but yeah so I mean I like this form of book. I kind of it, it kind of saddens me that you say he's kind of stopped doing it after the trilogy. Like it's not that but, it's I mean... yeah. This is definitely his darkest book. I wouldn't say like other books don't have like dark elements to them, but it's definitely like I don't really think he like specifically gets into yeah. like rape of young-looking girls. Uh, yeah, I, was, I mean, yeah, that's definitely an, that's definitely a little. Like, you're really touching that line yeah. kind of idea, because... But, like, the just in general, like, how realism that is, like, that, I enjoy. I actually kind of like that. Yeah. But the fact that he doesn't tip over the line and make things that, like, you know, are a little more fictitious, but still gruesome in nature, is kind of good to me, I guess. I mean, I enjoy some of those things, too. I, I, I see a lot of it on Twitter. Uh, where people come up with come up with sadistic ideas and stuff like that, and it's it's interesting because I like seeing the way that the mind works and the way that people come up with some of these interesting things. And some of the the people that come up with these aren't like psychotic people; they're people who have more active imagination. And so, like book writers, in my opinion, mm -hmm. but <laughs> that's, that's definitely one of the hooking points for me for this book, hundred percent. Uh, so once Theron leaves the room, Vin tries to convince Cammon to use Ska-looking servants instead of the fancier servants. Uh, Cammon raises his hand to slap her, and Vin braces herself, not willing to use any more luck. But he stops himself and asks why she does this, knowing of the debts her brother had left. He tells her that she's lucky he didn't sell her to the Whore Masters, and that he should have gotten rid of her months ago. Um, so yeah, apparently, although Cammon's, like, really terrible to her, like, I think that's a big thing in this book, is, like, there's, like, these like weird sides of like this person's really horrible but they're also kind of doing okay things like he's not selling her off to the whore masters but he still beats her constantly and like things like that like her brother beats, beat her constantly but apparently like 
we learn later on that like he protected her from getting raped from some of the crew members they were with. We learn that later on in these chapters. So like it's yeah. like this weird duality of like both protection and abuse. And everybody has their own form of morality and how far they're willing to go on certain things. If you look at the things, if you look at the things as like singular objects, you could be like, this part's evil and this part's not evil. And then like, you know, you put that into a completely per complete person and it's like, well, where do you put them on that spectrum? I still don't like the guy, don't get me wrong, but that's not because of him though. It's actually more because of her. Because like, specifically this part where she's like, uh, he shouldn't be using these people because it will kind of give the person that we're trying to fool the different impression. And I'm like, she's smart. Yeah. Why are she's you very smart. not using her for her intelligence? You're not using her for your intelligence. You're almost casting her aside by yeah. smacking her. And I'm surprised she still stays with you. Like, that, that it was, like I said, it wasn't, it wasn't as much him as much as it was her that I had a problem um, in that situation. Like, yeah, sure, he's a terrible person, but she obviously has this power, and she could probably use it to some expect. And then, like, later, we find out how it's really not that vast of a power, I guess. Like, she gets much stronger when she figures, you know, well, not figures out, like, was given something else, and, yeah. like, she kind of understand then it's like, okay, well, yeah, I understand she, yeah, I understand she did really want use it up because she understood that she's a limitation and like but I still don't know even afterward I still don't feel like she if she was given that vast amount of power I don't know if she still would have like I feel like she still would have been subservient well we will find out later because in for future episodes we'll she'll actually have access to stronger powers um she's and, and as we all know this man is still alive uh, but anyway, so before, uh, what I wanted to ask at the end of that was, what do you think about the fact that Finn's brother left her? Do you have any thoughts about that? He's apparently left her with all his deaths behind. At first, I don't know really what to think. At, at first, I thought it was, I thought he was dead at first. For some reason. Mm. But... I'm just, I'm thinking, what if he, what if he somehow joined, oh, that would make, that would kind of make sense, what if he, like, joined the, uh, the side they're trying to fight? Oh, like, join, like, the Obligators or something? That one's the nice side, yeah. The Obligators, yeah. Like, the yeah. Steel Ministry. Yeah. Uh-huh. That'd be interesting. Technically, I, 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 I'm going on a different route, but yeah. Yeah, I'm, go ahead, Jeffries. I'm pretty sure that it was said, I don't know, if, I'm pretty sure it was later, but I'm pretty sure it was said that he was like her half-brother as well. I don't yeah. remember. Does it say he's, it he's her half-brother? It's 100%. Okay. Yeah. Which is why I think it's like a little bit, it makes more sense, like, considering that he could just... Yeah, I believe, I believe in the beginning, I believe in the beginning she does, she states him as her brother. And then later, when she's like hearing his voice, it's stated a couple of times that he's her half brother. Mm. 
Yeah, that's how she knows about her parents. Like, yeah. I, I have a feeling if it's not what Darka said, because that actually is a pretty cool idea that I could see happening. I mean, we do um, learn later that their a... father is an obligator. Or at least yeah, her father. I, was... I don't know if they share a dad, like, I don't know which side half is on, but... And that, and that her mother was a whore? Yeah. Um, but... I don't... I don't remember, I don't know why I had thought, but... They called Miss Wraith. I, I was like, maybe he's a... Maybe he, he actually became a Miss... Whatever that is. Mm. Um, we haven't figured out what that is yet. Yeah, I'm gonna... Yeah. I was gonna ask you for theories about that later. But one time they come up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was like, it, like, oh... I had so many... I have so many theories that I'll talk about that. Maybe it's like but, the... But oh, I had a feeling maybe he had changed that. Yeah, mm. maybe. Uh, but... I had a lot of theories on that until I think that theory kind of changed more later when like I said she said State's half brother and I was like but what part of it is half, half yeah I was thinking about that too. father's side because yeah. if he's the father's side it would make sense that he has power if he's on the mother's side with somebody who doesn't have power yeah that's the thing is it depends who his dad if his dad's the same dad yeah. he's way more likely to also Pretty be much. a misborn or a misting but if it's if it's her mom's side, like, we would have no idea who the dad is and whether he would have any sort of power or not. Also, let's, let's think about the fact that he did call their mother, or at least her mother, a whore or whatever, right? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, but she, that's technically what she was. Like, she worked at a, at a whorehouse, yeah, I think. And, like, yeah, but, apparently unwillingly. Like, she didn't really have a choice. She was stuck in the underworld, and that's where apparently where most women go. I know. <laughs> but, but um, why would you say that about your own mother? No. More of the oh, fact that okay. he, uh, God, I, I probably do it. Um, it's more of the <laughs> fact that, um, like, she works there and she got a child with, like, what's it, what's that category? Uh, oh, oh hi, I think he's a, a yeah. high prelan so, high ranking obligator. What, what stops someone from, like, someone with more power from also falling in that category? And, like, he's just more powerful. What do you mean? Sorry. Because, like, that's, like... Like, if, if she can pull someone like that, then <laughs> obviously she's, there's, like, a Jack the Bills there. So, oh, I like, see. So you think, like, his dad, even if they share a mom, his dad could also be pretty high-ranked. Yeah, and then could also just be more powerful. Well, as far as we know, so, there's nothing more powerful than a misborn. Yeah. Yeah, well, see, that's... So... I, right, that's, I don't mean, like... theory on misrates, but, um... <laughs> but, like... Uh... I get it, actually. I understand correctness. Like that make that would make a lot of sense. But I don't feel in the story so far there's enough uh, enough sustenance to yeah, back the fact that that like having somebody like let's say you have like you know somebody who has immense power, they have a child, and that the child is then given that same immense power. Or if it's you could have somebody who has like pretty much no power. Like be a it, what was missing, um, and then what, they give birth to a misborn. So yeah, what, what made me think about this though is because I'm pretty sure it's discussed that like genetics have to do something with yes, like how it's, the power it's, is it's all about genetics, yep. uh, which we'll we'll get into that it later. Yep. We're getting very ahead of ourselves. Yep. Um, so uh, let, I mean, I told you that I told you it was going to happen midnight. I really did. Yeah. Anyway, so uh, 
Cameron lets her go, and Vin stands near a plant while Cameron does as she had suggested and tells the fake servants to dress less fancy and get more servants. Uh, the obligator, Freeland Laird, comes into the room. He's bald with dark grey robes and ministry tattoos around his eyes that specify him as a Freeland. Uh, Prelands are a senior bureaucrat in the Ministry's canton of finance. Uh, a set of lesser obligators follow him with simpler eye tattoos. Um, and actually one of those pictures I sent you of a uh, Steel Inquisitor, the last one, you can kind of see the eye tattoos, which uh, the Steel Inquisitors also have. Um, so, Cameron uh, rises when Laird enters, and Laird barely acknowledges him before sitting down, a servant bringing him fruit and wine. Finn watches and Cameron and Laird speak, happy that Cameron is staying subservient as even though Cameron treats her badly, he needs her as he considers her his good luck charm. Laird then mentions that the Canton has already decided to reject Cameron's proposal, however, both Vin and Cameron realize Laird wouldn't be here if that was the end of it. Uh, did you have any thoughts on Prelan Laird? Uh, okay, here's where, I, here's where I started just like losing it a little bit. <laughs> New people, it's a little hard. But that's like that's the dude where uh, or the person who they were gonna make the deal with, right? Uh, so he's he's kind of like a representative of this honking outside Tartus's place. Uh, there, so he's basically a representative of the Ministry of Finance. So he's basically they're trying to get the Ministry of Finance as a whole to like basically fund like their project. Right. Yeah, he's he's, he's, the he's guy just that a representative. Came to him and said, uh, basically. Yeah, but he, but it was the, when he came, he, he makes a comment like, uh, user, he's telling them no, but then you wouldn't have come if there was, if it was an actual no, you had to Yeah, so like the, 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 apparently there's like a, which we, it's, it's mentioned later as well, but he mentions that there's like a board, so like the ministry's like board at the Ministry of Finance, uh, has kind of said like, oh, we don't really want the proposal, but obviously he wouldn't be there if they were like completely against it. So they're like, oh, obviously there's yeah. a way to kind of convince him. Um, yeah, so Cameron does his best to convince Laird that a house that is desperate and needs the Canton's contract to survive is more loyal than a house that has multiple contracts to focus on. Laird seems to consider it, but is still hesitant. This is when Finn uses her luck. She isn't sure how or why she can use it, but she has years of practice. She dampens Laird's emotions. However, he still seems uncertain, so she pushes harder and harder until all of her luck is used up. Then Laird agrees. So what were your first impressions of Finn's luck? I... At first, I thought it was like, oh my god, something new, because we literally didn't know like what like, this magic could be. Yeah, so I was like, okay, this is like something different. I don't know if like metals can fuck with emotions like that, right? Mm -hmm. So I was like, okay, maybe she's like some sort of weirdo, right? Like the alchemist. <laughs> and like, maybe she's a special one, you know? But no, that got derailed real fast. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, I, I, I think I was on the same ballpark as darkness when it originally came up i was like he's gonna be like uh in the last book the guy who dances and does stuff or whatever mm. it's something different yeah but like like that it says then later you get it's not really that way so yeah we but, find out later that she's yeah, just like i think that's what i originally thought she she's calling it luck yeah uh -huh. yeah uh but <laughs> but like um but it 
it just yeah it was just a new power to me I don't, I don't feel like there was anything to it every time she would call it look I would get flashbacks I would get flashbacks <laughs> like D&D campaigns and shit like that <laughs> cause that's what all it would remind me of it's just rolling dice did I make it did, yeah. I, make, did I make the persuasion check yeah yeah exactly <laughs> Yeah. She's just constantly Honestly, doing persuasion checks. <laughs> just charisma. She's got a she's just got a really high charisma, yeah. <laughs> but sometimes she rolls yeah, bad. She's, she's, yeah, no, she's. I, I feel like she just has advantage, but she just happened to roll two ones. You know. <laughs> yeah. Uh. So yeah. So then we get uh, chapter two. So the epigraph for chapter two is: If men read these words, let them know what that power is a heavy burden. Seek not to be bound by its chains. The terrorist prophecies say that I will have the power to save the world. They hint, however, that I will have the power to destroy it as well. Uh, so what do you think this means for the book about power can, being can a I heavy please, burden? Can I please have your your book? I want to be able to read these. What? Are they not? Oh, you in, do you not get them in the audiobook? What? No. What no. the fuck? You need to get like a like a like a an e copy or something, dude. You, you need to get yeah, yeah you a lot of the time we get stuff that you don't and it's like really like what do you, do you have it darkness it's the fucking little paragraph thing right yeah the little italicized paragraph yeah it's just I have it in every fucking beginning chapter yeah I'm not yeah, gonna that... lie though this book is the final paragraph I'm not gonna lie I kinda skipped that one <laughs> <laughs> Don't skip them. <laughs> you keep um, going. I, uh, I don't know if Darkness can answer the question. Well, yeah, so what, what do you I think just, means about the uh, book about power being a heavy burden? Um, it depends. Because it can be, it can be like, not literally. But, like, it can be, like, you know how the, that fucking metal spike head, whatever it is. The steel inquisitor? Um, there you go. So, like, the more power they get on their side is, like, the more body modifications they have to do. Mm. And, um, also, like, if it's, like, a Mistborn type of power, then, um, like, that's more, like, more responsibility. Because you know? if like, you're, you're gonna step up, like how they're forcing, well, essentially not forcing, like it's like one of the only options she has right now, uh, Finn, yeah. to join and stuff. So. Uh, so we then start with Kelsier's point of view. Uh, he looks oh, wait, over wait, the. Wait, wait, wait. What, I wanted to answer. I, oh, yeah, sorry. You said to move on. I didn't. I yeah. thought you just said to move on. No, 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 sorry, no, sorry, no, sorry, no, sorry, 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 sorry. Yeah. I'm sorry, 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 sorry. Sorry, 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 sorry. Can you state the quote again? Because Yes, I can reread it. Yeah, it's a short sure uh, If men read these words, uh, let them know that power is a heavy burden. Seek not to be bound by its chains. The terrorist prophecies say that I will have the power to save the world. They hint, however, that I will have the power to destroy it as well. Okay, so... I'm trying to go by the... Like, I, I, like I said, I don't get to read any of them. Um, or hear all of them. Uh, but going by what you said the first time and then this time, I feel like it's notes to a specific person, but like not like by name, but by title. 
to like um, kind of feels like it's gonna be towards Ren. It's just the main character. Vin, but... you mean? Is it Vin? I thought it was Ren. No, it's Vin. V I N. Yeah, it's Vin. Yeah, like trash. Trash. it's gonna be too Vin uh, in some ways but like it's I feel like it's to somebody who is basically all of power like has the ability to use all the metal um, which we find out later but um, like about all of the different types of metals but um, I feel like it's gonna be that person that they're actually maybe stating things to and like it's a warning it goes into my theory on what mists wraiths are, but it's a warning on like using too much power, um, and it possibly becoming, you know, burdened. Uh, you know, like you have to be careful. Kind of idea. Um, but it's I feel like it's also trying to tell you to just kind of break the chains. Just, you know, fucking, fucking, be as powerful as you can be. Um, but like with, because it comes with the responsibilities, like. Spider-Man quote of, mm -hmm. you know, with great power comes great responsibility. Mm -hmm. So I, that's how I interpret it. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, so then we start with Kelsier as he looks over Luthadel. He notes that most of the buildings are three-story stone structures with tile roofs for wealthier people and simple wooden roofs for others. There are also some grand keeps for the great houses with clearings around them. Kelsier also notes that everything is stained at least slightly black from the ash. Uh, Kelsier can see ska workers clearing ash from the streets to be put in the river Shannerel to wash the ash away. He notes other ska workers heading off to work, as Luthadel is the main export of metals, thus having many forges and refineries. The river also provided a good place for mills to grind grain and textiles. Uh, Kelsier then looks at Critic Shaw, the Hill of a Thousand Spires, that is the Lord Ruler's Palace. He notes that it has been three years since he was captured, and thus it was unlikely anyone would recognize him, although he wears a hood anyways. Uh, so what were your first thoughts on the description of Luthadel? Well, I obviously struggled <laughs> uh, to picture you. Yeah, so I some pictures. Yeah. Mistborn yeah. uh, is a- it's, uh, compared to Warbreaker and, and uh, Elantris, it's much less Earth-like. So, because of all the ash and everything. I just, I don't know, for some reason with all that ash just like falling on them, I figured the, the volcanoes <laughs> were near them. Yeah, I like, agree. <laughs> like, I, yeah. I felt like it was just big ones, just like at the, they, they were at the base. Yeah, no, I think if you look at the, the maps uh, that are provided, uh, they're like kind of spread out this like the country slash continent i'm not 100 sure how big it's supposed to be i don't remember uh but there's like they're like named and like shown on the map of the final empire huh what if okay you know what i'll save that for later because we still got to discuss what's coming uh, I mean, I, like I said, I definitely didn't picture. I definitely didn't picture what you sent in the thing when I was originally thinking about it. But uh, I could definitely see it from the way that it's described. That's how these pictures look, I guess. But like, it's very like gothic style it. architecture. Yeah, yeah. 
was like, I definitely pictured more mostly like a gothic, dark, like almost as if like the sun never showed in the sky kind of idea. Like you never actually saw the sun. It's just bleak and dark and like you know that man ashes falling on them. Mm-hmm. I felt like the ash would be a lot more. There would be a lot more, you know, like rain. For some reason. Like that's how I was picturing it. And then also, uh the mist would be like a lot more prominent. So I think the pictures I sent you were mainly of it during the day. So that's why like you don't see the mist. I couldn't find yeah, a that, great picture of yeah. it at night. Because the mist only come out at night. Uh yeah. we learned that from the prologue. But I mean it, Yeah, but I mean like think about it like kinda like that first picture that she sent. Think about it like that, but like the mist probably takes up most of this, where you could probably only see the of these buildings, maybe? That's how I figured yeah. it was. Uh-huh. Like, just it just rolls it. in. Yeah, it just rolls in. You know, like your whole the whole city would be impossible to see. Kind of idea. That's how I always picture when they keep talking about this mist that they have to walk through. Here, I've got, I've, I've, I've looked up Luthadel at night and I've got a picture I think is okay. If my computer will stop acting up, so I'll send this picture. Hello. Can I please copy this image? Hi. Thank you. The computer's being slow. <sighs> Seems like a sketch. Oh, that's better. <laughs> so I said at night. Luthadel at night. I wonder if it was that ready to go through the Don't worry about it. Okay. Alright. Maybe. Maybe. Uh, remember when I was saying that they did like a. It seemed as if the, the chapter ended and then they did a recap? Mm. I think that's, that's what. I think that's what these are. For me, on my, for the audiobook. Yeah, because I remember this one. Um, for the audiobook, it. It like seems to continue on in the actual chapter. Like, so. Um, like when chapter two ends, the third little whatever, whatever you call them. Um, comes up like it then does it, but it's it's still in my chapter two. Oh, weird! And it and it just seemed as if like they were pretty much recapping what was happening in the next chapter. Every oh, okay. Time. And it was so like, that it's just it's just not very clear. Writing this <laughs> in the audio book. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're not. It's not like oh, this is yeah. It's not like it's like this is this you know specific thing. It's just. I feel like they should do like a specific. Feels like they should use like a specific voice or something for it to make it really clear. I mean, the guy's voice is very uh, dark and gothic to me. I mean, he does change his voice a little bit too. He, he tries to do accents, pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Like uh, the guy who comes in with uh, Kieran, the uh, fourth chapter, I think it's fourth chapter, be third. Uh, but that walks in with him. He makes him sound very like. Uh, Scottish, almost. Scottish, interesting. Like a, like a South, yeah, like, like a, like a, like it's like a, a play on the Scottish accent. That's it, interesting because this is all based on like French. It's supposed to be very French, like Kelsier yeah. and stuff like that, and like other characters like they have very French names. Mm-hmm. Um. Anyways. But yeah, they, that's that's how it's working. Well, but yeah. Yeah, you also have to I guess keep an eye out I for it and like. It. Expected more mist, for sure. Yeah. Um. 
yeah, so, uh, a figure then approaches the wall, and Kelsier recognizes as Dachshund. He, like Kelsier, wears clothing that looks aristocratic enough to be middle class. Kelsier notes that the nobility isn't about money, but ancestry. His lord ruler is immortal and apparently remembers who supported him during the early years of his reign. Kelsier also notes that neither he nor Dachshund are of noble blood, although Kelsier is half-blood, which can be considered worse than Scott. So what do you think about the way of this way of assigning people as noblemen compared to how it was in Elantris? Where Elantris it was very, very money-based, and this one it's like, nah, you can be pretty much poor and still be considered a noble and have like advantages because of your ancestors. And that's just the pure-blooded concept in my If, um, yeah. I'm watching this anime right now, I don't know what it's called, but this, it's a misfit thing or whatever, like, um, the Demon King died, then all the people who come back, uh, like, all the generations after the 2000 years or whatever, um, they're separating themselves between what are known as purebloods and then the, I don't know what the other one is called, but basically, like, they were born from specific demons or whatever that are uh, descended directly from the main person and that's kind of how it feels with this one that like the people that are here that have the power are really just the purebloods they're you know, we have power pretty much I mean which honestly makes sense because the only way these people mistings and misborns are created is the people who have power and then people who don't you know kind of idea all that mm-hmm. yeah but like you're you're like ruler still remembers your ancestors he's like oh yes you are your ancestor jim yeah. he was great he he really liked me <laughs> God, i feel uh, like that would be so uh <laughs> later later you get told something about him and i was just like this man seems so cool and i want to know his whole backstory the lord ruler uh, yeah, <laughs> he seems so interesting. I'm hey. wondering if he thinks lovers. Ask him for a friend. Anyway, so Doxa notes that Kelsey. I don't think you're his type. I don't think you're his type, Dark. You don't know that. You know nothing about the Lord yeah. Ruler. <laughs> Maybe he, he doesn't like Pretty Scott. Maybe he likes me. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe you are a Pretty Scott, Darkness. <laughs> <laughs> if only. I, I, feel, I feel bad for darkness to say this, but I don't wow. think any of us are pretty ska. <laughs> I don't think I'd want to be a ska, thanks. <laughs> well, unfortunately you are. Wow. Uh, anyway, so Doxa knows that Kelsier, who he calls Kel, is a few days late, and that Kelsier did have something to do with Lord Trusting's death. Kelsier mentions that the death was almost an accident, and that his death wasn't much of a loss, as Trusting had a reputation for cruelty. Uh, Doc says he can't believe he's letting Kelsier get him into another job, which is apparently attacking a provincial lord in his manor house. He also says it's good to have Kelsier back and asks how Kelsier got in, as he had men watching the gates. Kelsier says he snuck in, and Doxon says that they will still take some getting used to, before mentioning that Breeze and Ham will be at the meeting. Um, so first of all, there's two things here. One is... We know that this attacking a provincial lord in his manor house is not the main job. So what do you think this other job is? Okay, so I apparently just lost connection for a bit there until you just asked that question. Oh, sorry. 
Yeah, so we were talking about how uh, basically Doxon and Kelsey are meeting, uh, and Dox mentions a job that is uh, them attacking a provincial lord in his manor house. And so we know from chapter 4 that this is not obviously the job they talk about with everyone else. Okay. Uh, no, it's, uh, it's like hey, the whole main thing. He's a lord. He's a lord. I mean, so the, the, the provincial lords, well, no, the provincial lords are like trusting who aren't in the city. They, they like own like land out there that they farm. Like Lord trusting. Are you, are you telling me that this man isn't, in, that he is in the same city? Hmm? Are you telling me that the, the high ruler, right? The Lord Ruler is the Lord Ruler. I'm saying that this other job that Doxon's mentioning here is not the plan to take out the Lord Ruler from Chapter 4. Yeah. There's obviously, like, there's apparently this oh, secondary okay. job that he's talking about with Doxon. I feel like it's just domino effect, but sure. <laughs> I was just wondering if you had any thoughts about Darkness. Do you have any thoughts about this uh, other job? Well, I didn't. I didn't. Job. <laughs> you know, like the first one that was discussed. Um, but you did mention, uh, you did ask, uh, what did you think, uh, what was it, the, the, the other job was? Yeah, this job. I was saying, what, what do you think, like, this provincial manor house job is? Like, do you think it's related? Do you think it's, like, like, why do you think, what do you think this job is about? Um, yeah, I don't even think I thought that much into it. That was just like, you know, stealing shit. <laughs> Alright. But now that you're asking, <laughs> you know. Yeah, of course, that's how it always works. <laughs> um, Alright, anyway, so my other question was how do you think Kelsier got into the city without being seen? The mist that might. going on that whole I don't want to I don't want to say it because we haven't gotten to where it again says misrate but I feel like he's just a misrate and it's a misconcept of like what actually that is like people have been assuming that misrates are some evil entity or something like that but really it's just like a certain metal that you eat and then it you can become missed basically like you know there might be these bad things, but I don't think they're what are known. Like, I don't know. I feel like there could be two versions of a mystery. One of them being that uh, somebody who has basically tried to use too much power that they cannot, but like their body cannot possess, mm -hmm. and then it overwhelms them and they become missed. And then also that like you can still tap into that same idea by trying to almost mimic using too much power and like can keep your sanity and like be able to you know become missed glide into a specific spot and then not be missed anymore kind of you know what you could into being a mystery i need you to i need you to remind me about that uh maybe their body couldn't handle it and uh they became missed idea remind me this uh 
when they're all gathered there. Chapter four. I just thought it was poopy. That's, okay. like, uh, that's, what, that's what I'm getting on too. I'm it's sorry. Yeah. Anyways. Load of, I have a bunch load of. I'm sure. <laughs> I'm sure. All right, we'll keep going. So Kelsier asks about Trap, whom Doxon says is dead. Kelsier then mentions that life is hard for a ska misting. Uh, Kelsier recommends clubs for their smoker, and Doxon mentions inviting clubs relative who is a tin eye as well. They also mention Yedin, who is apparently going to be paying them. And then Marsh is mentioned, Kelsier's brother, who Kelsier insists will come and infiltrate the obligators. Um, so we've got the words smoker and tin eye here. Um, I can kind of help you put together tin eye a little bit. So, because uh, based on information we have, we know from chapter four, is it chapter four or chapter three, that tin is one of the metals you can burn. We also know from this from the prologue. And we know from the prologue when Kelsier burns tin that his senses senses are sharpened. So that is what a tin eye is. Uh, but what do you think a smoker is? I mean, if you actually if you can see the map, then the map that comes with the book, you can you know all the metals and stuff. Really? Yeah. Another thing I'm missing out on. You really need to get like a at least an e-reader or a physical copy of these books. Let's <laughs> Does it tell you? Actually, actually, the the e-book right now was like one dollar. So. Yeah, but where did you buy it? Amazon. I don't want to buy it on the wrong site. I bought it on Amazon. Oh, you bought it on Amazon? Yeah. Oh, I see. Because because of all the gates in Luthadel, they have all the the each yeah, gate is named after. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly what I was. Thinking. Yeah, the map of has yeah, all the different As I said, we also learned anything well, in chapter you, three. Well, like, both of you now know. Well, well both as I said, they're, they're know, mentioned. They're, they're mentioned later. Else, though, right? they're, they're mentioned later. What all the metals are? The metals are. Uh, it is iron, steel, okay, wait, tin, wait. pewter. Hmm? Yeah, go ahead. Go. Iron, steel, tin, pewter, zinc, brass, copper, bronze. Those are the eight basic metals. Okay, okay, so we do get those once later. again, later, they also know that there's not just eight. Yes, those are the eight basic metals. Yeah, that's what they said. Okay. So, so, okay. so, alright. So, this gate that you're talking about, or whatever, that you see in this book, it, does, it only shows you those eight, correct? Yeah, so basically, so Luthadel, so this is Luthadel, okay. this map. It's a map of Luthadel, and it has eight different exits. Each gate leading out of Luth, the walled city of Luthadel, is named after one of the eight basic metals. Okay, I would think. Oh, I can send a picture. Yeah, I was gonna say, do you want to send the picture, or I can look it up? Okay, I'm gonna, I'm, I'm gonna get the book eventually. Yeah, I think you just need to get the ebooks. <laughs> I'm still gonna listen to it. Though. Yeah, I'm just, I'm just saying though, for like all these like, <laughs> like the maps and everything, I think it's could just have these. <laughs> I was just I was thinking like, okay, what if like the other metals are hidden like someone in the city or somewhere like that. Oh, you think there's, like, something named after them as well somewhere? Yeah, people just don't get it. It's a big-ass city. It is a very big city. You know, I bought... <laughs> some of the, now that I read some of these, it reminds me of one of the cities I made the movie thing, where they're all about stone, like, certain stone. <laughs> like, I named every, like, district and Gate, all of that, as like a different stone, granite, all that stuff. Oh my god! You know, and I haven't, I hadn't even read this book. 
I recently found out that Larimar is actually a fucking stone, like a fucking, <laughs> you know, yeah. like a yeah. girl. I, it, did, it, it did not, like, cross my mind. <laughs> Alright, uh, so yeah, so, was it Mythic who said he thinks the smoker is someone who burns the mist? Is that your, your suggestion oh, of what a smoker uh, was? I, I don't know about burnt, I, I, I just said, like, makes mist. Like, oh, makes mist, sorry, I, I misheard you. Like a smoke, pretty much. Yeah. Okay. Um, I don't know what metal that would be, but I could definitely take guesses. <laughs> I mean, yeah, we, uh, I'm gonna actually at the at the end of the overview, I was gonna I'm gonna go over like what metals we definitely know for sure, oh. what things they do, and then what your guesses are for each metal at the end. Okay. Uh, question. You know hmm? does. Go ahead. Oh, uh, does, does is there like a fucking uh, like a, a guide to what each metal's powers are at the end. There will be, but I'd, I'd recommend not going into the Ars Arcanum until I, I, after I we kind of have, like... I'm, I'm just asking, because, like, I... I yes, I, there is I'm an Ars Arcanum for this book. Okay, wait. Which I has mean, some minor spoilers. Because of, yeah, which is why I want to Also, kind of a, a, another question um, mm -hmm. is in, that, in the Ars Arcanum, right? It's gonna give you the other. Well, we obviously are gonna get the other metals that are also kind of mentioned, right? Like in general in the book. Except for the Uh, you, I you will. I feel like we're gonna, gonna get that too, because we kind of we kind of already got a hint on what it could be. So. Um... I mean, I've I've been I've been working it out the last couple hours right, on like what metals weren't already in the book. That could be in the book, so, and one of them is in the book or is in these four chapters, but hasn't been mentioned as a metal. Uh, so I think the Arzarkan actually I think only shows the basic eight. It looks like at least my book. I don't know if there's an update Arzarkanum. I, I can't even check because because if yeah, I check, I guess the blue. Yeah, as I as I said, it it, it I don't want to like reveal what each one does because we kind of get it as Vin learns them. I was. But... I was yeah. thinking, which by the way, she probably will take the end up taking the fucking eleventh uh, medal herself. Um, I was thinking like, uh, I mean, it was are we gonna... really? Do you really not think that was gonna happen, Dragon? <laughs> That's true. So, like, uh, I was choose the main it was, character. <laughs> it, it was gonna be like uh, a description of the what is it, the tenth heightening or something like that, where like it's like, oh, it does this, this, and it can possibly do more, you know. <laughs> Yeah, no, it, is, it looks like, at least in my version of the book, uh, it only shows the basic aid. Which I'm surprised by, because I'm pretty- because we do learn the two, the two other ones is. in this book. Yeah. And I think we also do learn what the 11th one does in this book, I can't remember. So, <laughs> I'm surprised they're not in there. Try flipping the page. I did, I flipped <laughs> all the way to the back. Um, but anyways, so. Uh, let's keep going, because we keep, we keep getting out of ourselves, because there's so much that happens in the last chapter. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so Doxin then says, before the meeting he wants to show Kelsey or something, instead of Kelsey are going to chastise his prude of a brother, as Kelsier says. Uh, so we switch to Vin as she hides in the shadows of the safe house to not be noticed as she doesn't have the luck to expend to keep the men's hands off of her. Uh, she notes that six months ago she wouldn't have thought life would be worse without her brother, Reen's brief effusive anger, but he had been able to keep the men away from her. So what are your thoughts on Reen as he seems to have been both protected and abused, Finn? Uh, why did it, it did it again? Did it cut uh, out again? 
Yeah. Just, just say it again. I'm, uh, guessing, I'm guessing you can't hear me. I can. No, we can hear you. No, before, like you couldn't hear me say, "Oh, it happened again." No, no I did hear you say, "Oh, it happened again." That's why I was like, "Oh, are you oh. there?" Oh, that's okay. why I was like, "Say it again." So maybe you can hear. Me. We seem to be able to hear you. You just can't hear us for some reason. Sometimes. Apparently, I'm and you cut out mid sentence, so I know it happened. Yeah, but darkness heard me, so. It's... I did. Yeah. Did you not? <laughs> yeah. <I did. laughs> um. Anyways, uh, so mythic. What I had said was that, uh, basically, Vin notes that her brother had been keeping the men away from her, even though he had been abusively abusive to her. And I was just asking, what are your thoughts on Renar based on Vin's thoughts on based on like what Vin's told us about him? Great guy. Yeah, best character so far. Best father figure ever. No, because there's a father involved somewhere here, and I'm just like, uh, of course. <laughs> or car alarms. Oh, yes. <laughs> they steal cars all the time. It's funny. Okay. It's fine, sure. Uh, so, anyways, uh, so Vin notes that Kamen had whipped her a few days before, uh, but that her brother's beatings had left her resilient. Uh, uh, although she notes that uh, her, her shirt's gonna get stained with blood, but and she doesn't have the money to afford a new one. Because uh, I think Cameron keeps taking all her money to pay off Reen's debts. Uh, so Cameron then stands up and tells Vin it's time, but Vin doesn't know what it's time for. Uh, and they end up at the Ministry's Canton of Finance, which is apparently one of the less intimidating cantons in the Steel Ministry, especially compared to the Canton of Inquisition and the Canton of Orthodoxy. Uh, so Vin and Cameron go into the building along with five other crew Not members. Hmm? Mythic. Oh shit, Mythic's dropped out. Uh-oh. How could you continue without noticing Because I'm streaming and it doesn't tell me. Wow. Oh, you're right. Wow. Quick spoilers before they come back. Oh. My back. You're back. Yes. Oh god. Okay. Sorry. Like it. It disconnected me as soon as. Uh, as soon as I answered the question, I could no longer hear anybody talking. Oh no. Oh, that was far back. Yeah. Oh shit. Well, recap. Okay, so we'll go back then. Uh, Mythic. So, what, what were your thoughts on Reen? Oh, oh, yeah, that's, that's the question I was talking about. Uh, yeah, I so, assume so. Did you look at me? Okay, so, uh, I said I like the guy, but um, <laughs> also, but I mean, he seems like a great stand-up person. Uh, best father figure ever. Um, but then Darkness said something about not a father figure. That there's another okay, father. Yeah. No, it's after the question. Okay. Yeah. That's, uh, the, that's the last yeah. thing I heard in that. Yeah. Yeah, so I got to, I got to the point where... Um, they are heading to the Ministry of, or the Canton of Finance, which is less okay. intimidating than the Canton of uh, Inquisition and the Canton of Orthodoxy. Uh, so Vin and Kamen go into the building along with five other crew members. Kamen approaches an obligator at a desk with mid-level eye tattoos, who says he can only bring one servant, which Kamen chooses Vin. The two of them go of into course. a yeah. There's, there's. I mean, she's his lucky charm. Uh, so the two of them go into lavish room where several noblemen wait. Vin gets Kamen some wine and food and notes that he seems nervous. Kamen notes 
that he's betraying Theron, planning to ask for a down payment and then run off with it. Finn notes that anyone will betray anyone. They get called and are surprised to see a high-ranking obligator instead of the obligator they had met with previously. Uh, so what do you think about Cammon's plan to scam Theron instead of doing the long scam? Because our long scam was to like slowly like embezzle stuff through like these canal ships. And instead he's like, I'll take a down payment and then just run off and leave Theron to deal with the repercussions. I mean, obviously we know that he's a fucking great person, you know? I mean, we know so Theron's it's... such a great person, too. <laughs> great people, man. I'm just saying, like, a little bit of therapy, a little bit of fairness, and we'll have this, these problems solved. <laughs> oh, gosh. What did you think, Mythic, about Kamen betraying Theron? That seems like his, his, his person. <laughs> yeah. It definitely, didn't surprise, it definitely didn't surprise Yeah. <laughs> Like, I was like, I mean, I had the thought too. I was like, man, this would be so easy just to, that, you know, get, get I, away with it. I guess, like, they annoyed really though, because it just, like, it cemented the thought of, like, oh, like, I can still be betrayed by anyone on, uh, yeah, she's she doesn't trust anyone. It seems like everything that happens basically with this crew is like, oh, yeah, I'll be betrayed. Oh, yeah, this person's gonna betray this person, or this person's gonna betray me. It's not great. Um, but anyway, so the Obligator introduces himself as High Preland Ariev and says Kamen has the rare opportunity to address him directly since Preland Laird is away on business. Ariev states that the board split on whether to go forward with Kamen's offer and to restate his position and convince Ariev himself. So Kamen goes into his speech about why they need the contract and then reluctantly uh, uses her luck, feeling like the situation is wrong. Ariev agrees to the proposition and the advance, and although Ben Steele feels like something is very wrong, they leave easily and even get the money from the Obligator receptionist. Um, what did you think about the high preland being there? Did you think Laird was actually away on business, or based on what we find out, do you think they kind of had, like, figured things out and that's why? I mean... Fuck. Um... I did, I did think it was suspicious, and, like, obviously my, like, suspicions were never correct of the lady, but, I didn't, I don't know, I just, I thought it was gonna be, like, I thought they were gonna have, like, a lucky break, because of luck, you know? <laughs> yeah. Like, I, I figured even if things go wrong, she has the power to stop it, but, you know, and always turn out that way. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so we then switch back to Kelsier. He and Dachshund are in the waiting room at the Canton of Finance. Kelsier's eating one of the little cakes <laughs> in the waiting room. Uh, Dachshund asks what Kelsier thinks of Vin, uh, and they pass Cammon and the receptionist on their way out, and Dachshund explains that Kelsier's brother found out about Vin after Cammon had tried to swindle him. Uh, Dox isn't sure if Kamen knows what Vin is or not. So do you think Kamen knows that Vin is uh, an Alamancer of some sort, or do you think he's she's literally just his lucky charm? I feel like it would be stupid not to know, but like, why? Like, oh, that, mm, this whole thing frustrates me. Like, I mean, 
I don't think Cammon, you're asking if Cammon knows, right? Yeah. I think he's beating her. I don't think he does. But um, mainly in my opinion, because if he knew she was an Alamancer and knew what Alamancers were, like, you know, enough, like, like he wouldn't be striking her. Mainly because, like, if I knew what an Alamancer was in this time, I'd probably be a little more afraid of him if I wasn't an Alamancer myself. Mm. Um, like, it, I feel like it would just, it wouldn't be the same relationship they have. Um, unless, unless he somehow does know, but knows that she's not able to use enough power to really be a threat. Like, you know, I feel like he's battling of Alamance. Um, but it's also based on the fact, the fact that, like, it doesn't seem like many people tend to know uh, that they're Alamancers, like, immediately, unless they're Alamancers themselves. Um, and even some of those Alamancers later don't know very well. It, it seems like they're not very in the know of certain things, so. Here's... Here's my top But I definitely thought the dude they're talking to was gonna say something about it. <laughs> right. Uh, here's here's my thought process on this read. So, if he doesn't know, right, he should have been able to figure it out, like, why, like, stuff is happening regardless. Like, she's obviously making stuff happen. And there's, like, why are you gonna, like, just... Why are you just gonna focus solely on like, oh, maybe it is luck, you know? Yeah, I think one, at one point Kelsier says if like if they if he doesn't know like a lot of like people in thieving crews tend to be super uh, superstitious. Yeah, so that's just... what I was thinking. <laughs> like it's just it's so dumb to rely just on like superstitious like outlooks like that. And if he does know, then like why the fuck are you not treating her better? Like she's literally the source. That's why he doesn't sell her to the poorhouse. Why he doesn't kill her. That's... No. That's what Vin says later. She's like, he won't kill me. He won't kill me? No, you're right. He won't. Purposely, maybe, he won't kill you. But this man's gonna beat the shit out of you. Unfortunately, that could cause some severe damage. He won't kill me. He loses both fucking legs. You just keep her foot like a lucky rabbit's Mary's foot. Like a I was gonna, I was gonna see that. Foot. Foot. <laughs> uh, made dark or made midnight dark. <laughs> anyway, so they watch as Cameron and his crew, including Ben, leave the canton. Kelsier notes Ben's anxious energy and bruises, and says she'll be free of Cameron soon enough. Kelsier notes that Finn is definitely at least a misting, and he's surprised she would use Alamancy on an obligator. He says that she might not know she's using it, and there are trace metals in the water that she could be using. Uh, the amount of metal in the area I like, is... I feel like I missed it. Yeah, so we find... There was that's... definitely something I was going to say before this. Oh, sir? I feel like we skipped something. Maybe I missed it with all of the internet problems I'm having. But I definitely was going to state the fact that when she used luck on that person, I was immediately like, nah, 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 don't do that, don't do that. Like, you are about to go down a road you don't want to go down. And then they, this dude just goes, yeah, I'm gonna, I'm okay, I'll let you 
I'll do this with you, you know, just all of a sudden. I was like, hmm, girl, feel your gut. Just go with your gut, please. Yeah. If you know this is wrong. And then they're walking out, and I'm like, so it reminded, it's immediately, it stated the whole thing, like, those other people that are in that room, and I was like, one of them people don't kill you. <laughs> one of them people is going to follow you and murder you in the streets. Like, Well, it sounds like that was the plan. <laughs> well, it, well, yeah, but, like, they, I mean, they were going to go wait till the I didn't think they were going to wait till the whole, let's go to watch them and wait till they get to the hideout thing. I thought, literally, they were going to go in a back alley, just, you know, like, they're going to their hideout, and they're going to go in a back alley, and these people are just going to, you know, bark them right there. Hey. Oh. This is definitely also the, the part where I started liking, what was his name, Calisir, Cali? Calisir? Whatever. Yeah, Cal, that's it, Cal. Calisir, yeah. This is the problem. Yeah, this is, this is where I started liking him a lot more. Uh, I thought you liked him in the prologue. I did, but I'm saying a lot more. Like, this mm. is where he was a cock in the back. So, yeah, so apparently the amount of metal in the area is apparently one of the reasons Lord Miller built his city here. What's up? <laughs> uh, <laughs> so, Kelsey and Doxon then see the obligator from before come out of the canton along with a second man. The second man is described as having a thick having a thick metal spike pounded through each eye that were long enough to jut out the back of his skull uh, and he also has a bald head and he's called a steel inquisitor so what did you think about the steel inquisitor okay sorry i'm back i mean i still was listening but i i'm back uh i like the steel inquisitor they're probably one of my favorite so far of the like bad people. That's... Really cool. <laughs> um, I'm just curious to how they're able to control power aspects. Yeah, we don't know much about them yet. called steel inquisitors so it makes me believe that they're probably like mystics that only use the steel power whatever that steel power is do we know uh do we know uh what steel does we do not know what steel does not yet no but i have theories yeah as i said we'll go um, over that in the overview the theories for each metal <laughs> that we don't I'm know just, i'm also thinking like is if it's if steel is like inside your if like your metal is inside your body no matter where, does it still like, count as usable? We don't know. We just know that uh, Kelsier swallows his metal, and he tells Vin to swallow metal. And also, like, is it reusable? Because if that spike is, like, if, if they are able to use those spikes, and, and they have to change spikes every time they use it. <laughs> you see a steel inquisitor with, like, his spikes, like, slowly degrading, and it's like, oh, he's got to change that out soon. Yeah. So on that topic, real quick, uh, the only reason I could I would think that it wouldn't matter as much if if they can use the the spikes that are in their face, um, it wouldn't deteriorate. It's the fact that he gives her such a very small amount in an alcoholic thing later that like it's like sediment almost, and so a bigger object I feel like it would take way too long for it to all go away if that much power comes from small small trace. Yeah, it's really like metal flakes, they say, so it's like shavings. 
of metal yeah. they have like mixed into an alcoholic solution and it's obviously not filled to the brim with metal either because like as we'll get into later like Vin has like Kelsier shake it up so the metal's everywhere so but yeah I like she's very smart <laughs> uh, so Kelsier notes that Kamen is likely being tailed by two people as the Steel Inquisitor slowly goes after them. He also notes that even if Kamen's group isn't the best, they fight the Final Empire in their own way, and he also doesn't want to let a possible misborn die. Doxon then says he can take the two tails, and Kelsier pulls out a vial of alcohol solution with metal flakes in it and drinks it. The metal flakes are the basic eight elementic metals, iron, steel, tin, pewter, copper, bronze, zinc, and brass. Kelsier says he'll distract the Inquisitor. Kelsier burns his metals and then specifically burns zinc, yanking firmly on the Inquisitor's emotions and causing the Inquisitor to spin around to look at him. Kelsier then thinks they should have a chase. So what do you think about Kelsier having the Steel Inquisitor chase him? I was more interested in zinc. Well, I originally was like, oh, this isn't dead. Whereas I'm just in the zinc, what, how, what, how do you feel about the zinc? I just think that's like, that was uh, his main power, right? Uh, no, she her power is the same as Breeze's. Yeah, yeah. She dampens emotions. Was the yeah, is the one she's like so using? Not... Yeah, it is stated later that uh, there are two different powers that they're using. Yes. So this is technically the opposite of what Breeze has. Then... Okay, so it derives yeah. from the metals. Yes. So zinc is specifically. Um, Based on what we learned later, uh, Zinc specifically, uh, as Breeze describes it, pulls out emotions. Uh, whereas what Breeze and Finn's been doing is pushing emotions to dampen them and pulling like enrages emotions. Okay, so that's what that's the two fucking metals that they give her, right? Yes, those are the two metals. That okay. They give her Zinc and then whatever Breeze, whatever metal Breeze uses. We don't get told, I don't believe, the metal that Breeze uses. But one of them is Zinc. No, I don't believe they ever tell us what metal that is. Really? I, I tried to look through theory. it, I didn't see it. The theory, I, I, it's the theory that I had. I, I may have missed it in my notes. I, I tried to look through and, as I said, for my overview, write down all the ones that we knew. So. Maybe I, yeah, maybe I just I immediately came up with the theory for it. Maybe. But yeah, so, so Kelsier's using zinc here. I mean, you'll be able to know if I'm if if it may have said it when I actually, when we get to that point and I tell you instantly what I say it, yeah, it is. yeah. Well, yeah, you'll 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 know because you have all the information on like what metal does. But what are you looking for? Go ahead. Sorry. Are you gonna say anything, darkness? I. I kind of forgot. Uh, should we go into chapter three then? Yeah. All right. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> We've been going, but we're only on chapter three. Uh, so we arrive in. So this is another epigraph. Uh, so it says yep. we arrived in Terrace earlier this week, and I have to say I find the countryside beautiful. The great mountains to the north, with their bald snow caps and forested mantles, stand like watchful gods over this land of green fertility. My own lands to the south are mostly flat. I think that they might look less dreary if there were a few mountains to vary the terrain. People here are mostly herdsmen, though timber, harvesters, and farmers are not uncommon. It is a pastoral land, certainly. It seems odd that a place so remarkably agrarian 
and have produced the prophecies and theologies upon which the entire world now relies. So, I, for this specific epigraph, I wanted to ask you about what, uh, think about how the land is described compared to how things seem in, uh, how, like, Vin and Kelsier and everyone sees, like, the land currently. Because they're talking about, like, green forests and, like, mountains and all this beauty. And currently, we know that, like, everything is, like, ash-covered, brown, black. So what do you, what do you think that says about these epigraphs? That they're either before or after whatever they're looking at right now. So it's either a before time or it's an after time of all of, you know, like, it got better. Or worse. <laughs> well, uh, I don't know. Green forest is green stuff doesn't really sound worse. No, no, sorry, I thought you were, yeah, I was saying, like, it either no, I'm, anyway, I'm got saying, worse. I'm saying it's yeah. either, like, I'm going on the object of, like, this is yeah. somebody writing to other people. Mm -hmm. kind of idea, like a diary almost, yeah. right? And it's either they're writing this diary before whatever might have happened to this empire, mm -hmm. or after this empire, whatever happens to the empire, you know? Like, yeah. it's either before or after. Yeah, yeah. But it's not the current present. Yeah. Moment. I have I have two thoughts on who it could be. Mm-hmm. Uh, the ruler? Mm-hmm. And it's before? Ooh. Or, uh, that fucking Deadpool wannabe dude. Fucking storytelling. Hoyd? <laughs> oh, yeah. You think Hoyd's writing the epigraphs? Could be. I mean, I actually kind of like the other idea. That the Lord Ruler that is writing is it? Like, yeah, like the Lord Ruler wrote this. Like, it's a diary, like almost a diary of sorts. So we then we get into chapter 3, and Vin is watching Cam and count his money one coin at a time as the crew laughs and drinks. She thinks that something is oh still fair. <laughs> yeah, she she she's <laughs> so she she thinks that something is still very wrong, and displaying that amount of money would tempt even crew members who know that keeping a crew leader around for future earnings is important. Uh, she decides she needs to leave, but leaving herself seems difficult. She decided that Ulaf had been the kindest to her. He was a friend, but he was the closest. Uh, was a f he wasn't a friend, but he was the closest she had now that Reen was gone. She goes up to him and what tells him- a terrible him idea. Yeah, she goes up to him and tells him they need to leave. His friends send them suggestive looks, and Ben clarifies that she needs to leave the lair and not leave in that way. She says she feels something bad will happen to the uh, with the obligators, and they need to be out until at least evening. Uh, she then leaves Ulaf for a moment and goes to get her personal possessions. Noting she can't take the bedroll, she does take an earring from her mother, a small stud that she doesn't wear so she doesn't look more feminine, a piece of obsidian that Reen used to carry, and a rock from every city she'd visited. What were your thoughts on Vin's okay. few personal possessions? Exactly. So this is where I was going to say, this is where my theories of all the metals started coming together. And mainly before, they stated, like, that there were more. Um... So, originally, they had stated that those eight existed already, yep. and I was like, okay, that's cool. But then she says she has a small piece of obsidian, and I was like, obsidian could be metal. Like, I think it's technically more like glass. It, it is, it is, but it could be. It could be a metal, and maybe they don't realize it or something to that extent, and maybe that's the special one that's what i got later up but um and i was thinking what would have happened if she swallowed this obsidian 
<laughs> but she become extremely powerful. Um, but yeah, I think the effects definitely made me feel like her brother, in some aspect, has the same alimantic powers mm. because mainly because of the obsidian. But um, I think they also do mention the obsidian's like chipped or something. It's not like a it's not like a perfect piece. And that's kind of where it was like maybe he took and you know like ingested the small piece of obsidian or a piece of obsidian and like maybe then like I said either he became really powerful and realized he's really powerful so he left um, or he became really powerful and it was too much for his body and he became what is known around as a mist wraith um, but. That's where those theories started coming in. Uh, but then I started getting all these other theories. Before we even talked about her, her before what's-his-name came in, Cal came in and started talking to her about it, kind of idea, I was like, I already started getting this idea, and this is where I'm going to say it, but I think her power comes from Pewter. I think Pewter. Well, Peter, Peter actually, yes. we learn later, Peter, we learn later is strength. Yeah. We learned that Ham, yeah, Ham is a Peter I, guy. That's I, yeah, that's, I believe that's what, on this one, this one, what I said Peter was, was what she was trying to use. Um, mainly because I originally thought it was Zinc. Because I was just like, how could a, a, a poor person get metal that they can then burn? what one would be easiest and I know a lot of things about like uh, certain pipes like if you have metal pipes sometimes it gets in the water that you drink and sometimes it, you can have like tin or pewter or not pewter sorry zinc in your uh, body kind of idea uh, so it was like that would be an interesting thing maybe she was drinking water from you know an impure source and that's how she's actually getting her powers and she doesn't know that Every time I think of someone eating metal, I just think of them like biting into solid metal. <laughs> just like, like, like well, I mean, it, it made it made more sense with the with later when he gives her the vial or when he drank the vial of it being like shaving. And, like, man, that makes sense on why how you could ingest it. I mean, I was in the same boat as you when we did the prologue darkness because I was like, oh, these people are like forges. Like, yeah, I was gonna say, you still think they're forges? <laughs> Yes, just in different in a different sense, I guess. I mean, because they keep talking about how they just put metal in their body and then they burn it. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, these people seem like forges. Like maybe not like the the fantastical thing that I was thinking of. Like you literally could see like burning inside their stomachs and stuff like that, like a forge made in their body. But like they're pretty much forges. Like they what eat they- this and <laughs> what if they just like all the Lava people, did you say? <laughs> Maybe they came from the volcano. <laughs> That's what I was thinking. Like, what is this? Like, yeah. Got born. Got birthed. All right. <laughs> uh, Dr. Shit, do you have any thoughts on Finn's personal possessions? Uh, I mean, I thought they were, I mean, the, did they say what the type of, 
They did not. I looked for that. They don't. They don't mention the type of metal. Obviously, I did. You know, I'm playing Minecraft here. So then, Vin goes back to the main room. She sees Ulaf whispering with Kamen. Kamen sees her. He shouts that she's leaving to betray him. She tries to scramble away, but Kamen throws a wooden stool at her, which hits her in the back. And she. I'm I'm sorry. That shit made me laugh. I'm sorry. I get it. I get it. It's supposed to be like, ah, uh, fuck, she's getting caught. She, if you run, you run. And you, like, zigzag or some shit. Like, you get the fuck out of there. You don't get hit by a stool like that. Well, I think she was reaching for the door, wasn't she, when she got hit with the stool? Okay, but look But even so, you take all these beatings from this person and a stool knocks you down. I'm just like, imagine, I'm just imagining, just like, the, he grabs the stool, chucks it across the room, just fucking hits her in the back, and she's just like on the ground, like, what the fuck? <laughs> um, anyway, so she falls to the ground, and she feels something inside of her that allows her to get back to her feet. Cameron then backhands Finn, mm-hmm. which I think she says almost like, it's like so hard, her neck kind of cracks or something. And then Finn, uh, yeah, he backhands in before pulling her by her shirt and raising his fist. Uh, before we continue, were you surprised that Ulef betrayed Vin? No. <laughs> Don't trust anyone. I, Everyone will betray yeah, you. Like, uh, <laughs> That's what Breen teaches us. I was actually more surprised that her, um, her, like, whatever the sense is that she continues to get wasn't going off the moment she said, Oh, I'm gonna go tell this person. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, I... I don't know. Lately, like, throughout all these chapters, I've been getting... Do you remember that dude that betrayed them from, like, the last book in the, in the meeting and brought the, like... Oh, uh-huh. Yeah. I've been getting feelings of, like, that type of characters everywhere in these chapters. <laughs> oh, like, player? It's a... Sh- not, well, I was thinking... It, no, it just... It feels more like the dude that betrayed them in the last book. Yeah. Yeah. During the meeting. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. So, Vin tries to use all of her luck to calm Kamen's fury. For a second, he calms, but his fury comes back. He says he was too easy on her and her brother. Green's voice in her head calls her a fool for thinking she could trust anyone in the underworld. Finn thinks that Kamen needs her and will kill her, but she can see the drunken fury and thinks this time may be different. As Kamen is about to punch Finn again, the doorway to the lair bursts open. Kamen glances over, and Finn struggles to get free, but she is unable to. And when then, uh, when she looks over, she sees a man in his thirties with blonde hair wearing a nobleman's outfit. Finn wonders how he got past the scouts. As soon as that happens, as soon as that happens. All I was like, oh shit, they're all dead. They're all dead now. Oh. <laughs> I didn't realize who it was until after, but like, I was like, oh, they're all dead. He didn't succeed. The person made it. They're gonna kill everybody. And then I was like, and she's gonna be like the last to survive, and then they're gonna uh-huh. show up and be like, ah, you know, survive. I, thought that's survive. Too, yeah. I was <laughs> so hoping Kamen was dead. Oh. <laughs> also, are we not gonna talk about the fact that she did try to use her thing? Like her look on him. Yeah, she tried to use her look, but I think it wasn't enough. Right. He was too angry for her to fully, like. Which yeah, is, like, emotions. insane because you can just break that shit if you're feeling too much emotion. Roll the natural. Right? Well, again, remember, she's only getting her medals from, like, trace medals and, like, the water and food she's eating. Like, yeah. she, she, she has, like, literally less than these tiny flakes that they give her later, which gives her so much power. Like, she's got, yeah, like, like she, nothing. Like, she says, it is so immense, and I was like, crazy. Yeah, like, she's then, not, like, then you made nothing. The, and then you made the theory of darkness about the Steel Inquisitors that I had not even thought of about the nails being in their face. And I'm like, 
holy shit. Imagine if that's true and that works. How much power that man has at his disposal. <laughs> uh, so Cameron is then thrown backwards by a powerful force, and Vin tries to crawl away to a secret trapdoor exit. However, suddenly she feels an overwhelming peace. She realizes someone else has used luck on her, and also notices that he's somehow using it on the rest of the crew. As the first man comes more into the room, she sees a second man behind him. So, what do you think this powerful force was that threw Cammon backwards? Can I say what metal I think it is? If you want to. We'll, we'll go back to it later. I won't, like... Well, I think it's iron. I, I, I think I actually think it's uh, brass. I think it's brass. Brass. Yeah. All right. Uh. So um, I don't um, think it's one of the elemental powers. Though. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was. It's the reason I'm leaning more about um brass is because like, I'm thinking of that story. <laughs> <laughs> and I thought you were gonna like, say like brass knuckles or something. I'm not. This is something like if it if it's like not like physical, then it could be like uh sort of like you know how like a sound press. wave or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I see, I see. All right, so Cameron then recognizes Doc. Mm -hmm. I said that would be cool. Mm -hmm. uh, so Cameron then recognizes Doxin and then sees the scars on Kelsier's hands and calls him the survivor of Hassan. Uh, Finn recognizes them from the Canton of Finance. Kelsier somehow throws Cammon back without touching him again, after Cammon says it's a rare honor to see him. He's like, I'm having none of your shit. I'm just gonna shove you backwards with my powers. <laughs> Great. Uh, Kelsier then, then announces to the crew that they owe him a great debt as he has saved them from an obligator and a steel inquisitor from finding their hideout. Finn is horrified to think the steel inquisitor had been on the way. Milev, Kamen's second-in-command, rushes forward and presents Kelsier with the 3,000 boxings that they had just gotten. Kelsier then tells Milev to deal with Kamen but not kill him. Milev says he'll make him a beggar, and Ben thinks that Milev will likely dispose of Kamen when he thinks Kelsier isn't looking. So, for all we know, Kamen could be dead. Uh, so Kels oh. Kelsier asks here's, hmm? here's where I started losing everything, I'm telling you. Because the sudden thing, just, it feels like a sudden change in the leadership, and like, Three different places. Yeah. And I, I, I got so fucking lost for a moment that I just I started trying to puzzle it for like 30 minutes and I almost fell asleep trying to do it. <laughs> uh, so yes. Kel Kelsier asked Dogson where they were planning on having the meeting tonight, which is apparently Clubs' place. Kelsier says he instead wants to have the meeting here. Uh, Kelsier hands Milev a hundred boxings, then says he wants to have a private conversation with Vin, including taking away the men hiding in the walls. Vin wonders how Kelsier wants Which to is... keep... Which is insane, that it's been doing that. Yo. Uh, Vin wonders how Kelsier wants to use her, and that he must know of her luck. Once everyone is gone, Vin eyes the door, but wants to know what Kelsier knows of luck. Uh, now that the three are alone, Kelsier and Doxin banter a bit. Doxin asks Vin if she wants a cloth for her face, it's all bloody, but she doesn't respond. Uh, Kelsier and Doxin then get some alcohol, and Kelsier asks Finn if she wants any, but Finn still doesn't respond. And Finn can feel Kelsier trying to make her feel more at ease, but she resists. Doxin then asks again if she wants something to drink, and she eventually says ale. 
Because apparently she prefers that, and Kelsier's like, you've got bad taste, basically. Yeah, he does. <laughs> uh, Kelsier then invites Finn to sit down at the table with him, and Finn asks who Kelsier is. He says he's sort of like a crew leader, and that his group is higher class than Kamen's. Kelsier says that they're half-breeds like... That there are half-breeds like, just like Finn, and they work with mistings, but neither of them are mistings. Uh, Finn notes that Alamancy was granted to noblemen around a thousand years ago as a reward for their loyalty. Finn, though, doesn't know much about mistings, other than that she's heard a single one can take down a whole thieving crew. So what do you think about the fact that the Lord Ruler, Lord Ruler apparently granted people Alamancy? I think that's wrong. You don't think that's true? You think that's just a rumor? I don't, yeah. I think it's just a rumor. I mean... I think they do kind of... Go ahead. No, you're good. Sorry, just go ahead. Okay. I, I, I think they proved that because... Uh, I feel like... I feel like the ruler is someone's one. Mm. And I think they think that... He was the one to grant it. Because, like... I mean... Most powerful, you know, like... <laughs> sort of, you know... Sort of like a... a what's it called? Like Sister Bond. Mm. Uh-huh. I agree. I agree with you on that on, on that point. That I believe that I don't think it's. I feel like it's partially not true. Um, I don't, don't think he gave them the power, but I think he might have been like the first to display yeah. the power. I guess. There you go. Um, See, and so that, he's seen, a, he's seen as a god. Yeah, that's why I wanted you to talk first because you were you were shit better than me. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I can't be the first to talk every time. I have a bad habit of... You gotta let you get your words out sometimes, um, Darkness. I feel like too many times you're like, yeah, just what Mythic said. <laughs> it's because, it's like, we have the same, like, thought process about it. <laughs> of course. Of course, and that's great. I like it. Um, I but don't. what I was gonna say, uh, I think that, um, I agree with you that I think it's a farce, I guess. It's not, like, as exactly, um, the truth. Um, mm. but... I disagree with you that he's a Mistborn. I think there's going to be either if it's going to either be Mist Wraith or if it's going to be something completely different. Um, where when they start using other than the the eight that we know of, like they start using the other metals, in my opinion, um, or at least if not the other three that they kind of hint on, but not like tell you what they are or the one apparent magic one that you know he's rumors later. I feel like because. It's stated later he's gathering it, so I feel like he probably might have used it at some point. Um, so I feel like it might make him more powerful, and that's where everybody thinks he's like this godly figure. Um, so we don't. Let's just do we. Mind. Do we know what he's gathering with the pit? Uh, uh, they're mining ATM. Yes. They're mining. They're, what? they're mining this ATM. mineral that he thinks is the uh, 11th. No, that is so not that's... what he thinks the 11th metal is. The ATM oh, is a separate thing. Really no. okay. I thought he said he, he brought something out. He said that he brought something else he... out. Yeah, he says. Yeah, he says oh, this is, okay. this is a like a secret rumored yeah. metal. We'll, we'll get to that later. But it's ATM and the and the 11th yeah. metal are not the same thing. What? Uh, it's it's. We'll get to it in chapter four. <laughs> We're not there yet. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um. Okay. So, anyways. So Kelsier then asks Vin uh, what she, uh, if she knows what she did, but she says she had used her luck. 
Kelsey explains to never use emotional allomancy on an obligator as they are trained to know when they are being manipulated, and that is why an inquisitor was called. Kelsier also explains he did not kill the Inquisitor, just distracted him, and that he should have lost Ben's trail now. Kelsier explains that there is a lot they don't know about Inquisitors, such as how the spikes through their eyes don't kill them. Uh, Kelsier notes that Ben hasn't touched her ale, and Ben replies that he could have put something in it. He then brings out a vial of alcohol and metal flakes, which he tells Ben to drink, uh, as they hold two of the eight basic elementic metals to test her powers. Ben tells Kelsier to try- He doesn't tell her that. Well, yeah, so I, I'm her. summarizing it. He, he tells her to drink up. a mysterious oh, yeah. vial, and then docks no, and says what it is. He straight up says, after she goes, no, I don't want to drink the ale because you might have put something in it. Because this man straight up comes out, holds his vial, and says, nah, this is what I'm going to have you drink that you don't know. Yeah, he's like, drink this mysterious vial. And Docks is like, it's alcohol solution with metals in it. <laughs> Docks is like, don't be stupid, Kelsier. <laughs> Like the the reason <laughs> what he says is so ridiculous. Kelsier's is and then ridiculous. you find out later. Yeah. So yeah. Vin, uh, like the man who just smiles in the face of everything. Yeah. So Vin tells Kelsier to try it first and to shake the vial to make sure he gets some of the sediment. Kelsier does so, and then Vin reluctantly drinks the rest of it. So what do you think about how suspicious Vin is? Do you think she has the right to be this suspicious of them? Yeah, of course. Yes. <laughs> Why is that a question? <laughs> yeah, right? Like, Look, I've told you before, sometimes... So, sometimes I just gotta break things up with a question, okay? I can't be talking for too long about myself. You could've, like... Yes, you can! You could've had a whole bunch of other questions there. I, like... Why do you think Kelsier is just this brazen <laughs> fucking person? Like, goddamn. This man just straight up said nah. If you want to think I have poison, here's what might be poison. <laughs> here's the strange, mysterious liquid instead. <laughs> no. Anyway, so Vin thinks nothing is happening. I straight up, when he pulled it out, thought he was going to be like, nah, I'm going to put this in your ale. And I'm like, what the fuck, man? Uh, so Vin thinks nothing Tell is happening. you're roofing him. <laughs> Vin thinks nothing has happened until she reaches for her luck and finds an enormous amount compared to what she normally has. Kelsier tells Vin to try to soothe him, which she does, and then Kelsier tells her to try to do the opposite. She reaches inside herself and then notices she actually has two sources of luck and reminds Kelsier, or remembers Kelsier saying that there were eight types. Vin uses her second source of luck on Kelsier, and Kelsier happily replies to Dachshund that she can do it. Kelsier then goes on to explain that most people with elements only have one power, meaning they are mistings. He then asks Vin about her family, as he says, the closer to noble blood, the more likely a mixed breed Scott is to be a misting. Vin explains that her brother Reen had raised her, but she had but, uh, she had been told her mother had been a whore, not by choice. She vaguely remembers her mother once trying to kill her, and Reen saving her. She then says her father is a high prelan in the steel ministry. So what did you think about Vin's family? About her mother trying to kill her, and then her, her dad's high-ranking obligator, or high prelan? seen Ragnarok, uh, but in Ragnarok they brought a character that is in real life known as uh, Jack the Ripper, um, and the story they give him is that uh, his mother was a whore, and she had sex with some very high-ranked person to birth Jack, and then that man left, did not want anything to do with her because she's a whore, and she continued to believe that she was going to see him again at one point 
And when it finally came to her that she wasn't, she saw Jack as this evil person and tried to kill him. Um, and because he resembled that, the person that she was in love with, um, it kind of feels a lot like that. Like at some point, she looked at this child and said, knew that that person that she had bore the child with is never coming back. And she took all her anger out on that specific person that she could, because she couldn't to the person who was obviously never coming back. What do you think, Dark? Once again, we go back to the whole morality thing. <laughs> what do you think about Ben's family? Oh, great. Um, well, obviously there was issues. Uh, I mean, I, I don't know. I something the father is gonna come into play for sure. Maybe that's the father I've been waiting for. Papa? <laughs> but like, yeah, I think he's gonna come into play for sure. Um, also, I I had a thought like of just like I know it's a ramble here, but uh, I had a thought of like how like what would happen if they burned two metals. Or more than one metal. Like, is it possible? At the same time, you mean? Yeah. Like, can you use different powers at the same time? I don't know. We don't know yet. You see, that voice, that voice right there, she used it. You heard it? That's my thought, darkness, on, like, what these misprints things are, right? That they're using, they use too many of the powers at the exact same time meaning they're using too much of their power and their body is not able to handle it and so hence they become whatever these people are calling mistrates i honestly have this feeling though that like the word mistrate is going to be like kind of like when he's like oh how did they get past the person you know or whatever um it, it's more of like a power they're using and like people that don't know what alliancy is end up using that like that but then that kind of got shattered later when these other people that do know Alan Nancy also use the same word. So, I mean, I feel like it's a misconception. We can't. We still can't discuss what was getting dug up, right? Not yet. Chapter four. We're almost okay. there. We've, we've been taking a long time to get there. there. I know. We're, we're... Yeah. So Ben then asks uh, if she is a mystic, and Kelsier says she isn't. That since she has access to two of the powers, then she has access to them all, making her a mistborn. Apparently, even among the noblemen, Mistborn are very rare. Kelsier says it makes her very powerful and even more powerful because she's not a nobleman and doesn't have to follow their rules. So, yeah, so we, we get it explained here that you either have one power, no powers, or all the powers. It's the only options. Zero, zero, one, or all. So, uh, and then we go into. Kind of aggravated me. Why? Well, it's like, well, because, like, I feel like you, Brandon Sanderson, could have plenty of other names. Or like all these different types of people, like somebody could have only two, and then be you know, blah 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 blah. But it definitely later on made me assume that like if you're a misting, you because you have one specific power, maybe kind of like the jack of all trade thing. Like uh, you're a jack of all trades, you're master of none. But like if you have only one, you can master it, and it kind of feels like that's how that works later. Yeah, like what if they have a super smoker? Super smoker. Yeah, or a super, or a super soother, or whatever. Oh. Yeah. All right. Well, we'll get into that. But first of all, we have the epigraph for chapter four, uh, which states, yeah. "Apparently, the next stage of my quest will take us up to the highlands of Terrace. 
This is said to be a cold, unforgiving place, a land where the very mountains are made of ice. Our normal attendants will not do for such a trip. We should probably hire some terrorist packmen to carry our gear. And so, now that we've done this, all... F knowing that these are, these, like, these are these things, it makes the whole reading so much better for me. Because, <laughs> like, um, these were so confusing. Yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> now that you know what they are. Um, but yeah, so, since we've done all four of the epigraphs now for this episode, I want, which I think we've kind of already gone into this a little bit, but I want to ask you, what do you, who do you think is writing the epigraphs, and what do you think of that person? 100% believe in what Darkness said that it might be the, the whatever one. The Lord the Killer? Yeah, uh, and, but I think it's like a diary entry kind of idea, like where he was learning this power, uh, you know, through time, and like, you know, getting better with it kind of idea, and he's like jotting down notes on his experience. So you think this is basically like the Lord Ruler before he became the Lord Ruler? Type thing? Yeah. Before he I, found did yeah. the last Emperor. I'm kind of glad that the last book didn't have like... Uh, I'm lying. <laughs> but technically, I, I, I'm glad that it didn't have like, uh, like, a, like a focused like being of, of all like sort of ruler sort of thing. Like the God King and like fucking oh, yeah. the Lord Ruler. This one though. Wait, they had, they had Wern, right? But like, yeah, he wasn't even there. So yeah. But Wern was basically like he's he's basically like their pope, pope slash king, more so than like. I hate the fact that we never they talk. Had the king. <laughs> they had the king. They had Lantrians. I mean, they had a couple yeah, that were like these. Because the Lord yeah. Ruler is like an immortal yeah. being, and the God King in like Warbreaker was kind of supposed to be like uh, an all-powerful being, being yeah. whereas like Wern, Wern is just like Pope, basically. Yeah, but like yeah, the Lantrians <laughs> were immortal beings. Yeah, but yeah, they were sure. multiple of them, and they weren't the sole rulers. So. Yeah, well, I mean, they kind of were in the beginning. They were like they became... <laughs> Well, they said they were fine like, with people uh, practicing other yeah. religions, and they had. We find out that they had their own religion, kind of thing. Did they have a king? The Elantrids? We don't. I don't think we know if they had a king. How the fuck did they? It was also stated that they believed they were gods, though beforehand, before they became. No, is it the people regard them as like, gods? It's. It, they said based on what they saw in that yeah. one building that had the library beneath it that they don't think they thought themselves as gods. Because there yeah, was the, a... the Elantrids didn't believe themselves to be gods, yeah. but the other people did. Yeah, it's true. Yeah, but I'm just glad there was there wasn't one, you know. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I agree with you. I understand what you're saying. It makes. I feel like if I had a like if we if you if you read a book that had another like main focus character that's like all powerful and shit, I would be so annoyed. <laughs> I could I wouldn't be a bad I would, I would, Yeah, I would see it more as just Sanderson's way of writing the novel. Uh, anyways, yeah, so, uh, we just finished the epigraph. Right on the edge. Uh, so the rest of Kamen's crew are back in the lair now, as Kelsier had allowed them back in for a bit before his meeting. They're discussing what Kelsier's potential plan could be. Vin thinks that, uh, she would have preferred to stay alone, and contemplates if Yulav had ever really been her friend, as he'd sold her out pretty quickly. Uh, Distan, a man missing a hand, then asks if Kelsier had said anything to Vin about the job. Then just shakes her head. Kelsier and Doxon had implied that she would be invited to participate in the job if she wanted when they left. 
Kamen's, now Malev's, crew assumed Vin was going to be Kelsier's twixt, a go-between contact for special Alamancer thieving crews and normal thieving crews. So what do you think about the fact that Kelsier and Dachshund want Vin to come in on their job? I mean, why wouldn't they? They know what she is. Yeah. I mean, they still just met her, though. Based on what we know, like, they seem to know all the other guys. Okay, but regardless of whether they just met her, they meet another person just, like, you know... Yeah, yeah it's true. They're apparently very, very rare, they, they say. Also, they also have stated already the fact that, like, they kind of know about her and her exploits so far. Yeah, it sounds like Dogson's been stalking her. <laughs> yeah, so, like... I feel like it's really that they they don't know her. They mm -hmm. know her. They just, that's true. She doesn't really know them. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. It's like funny as shiny. <laughs> I mean, th this woman was with a guy who was beating the shit out of her, and she continued to stay loyal to him, even in the end. Even though the guy didn't think so, she was still loyal to him in the end. Mm-hmm. Like, it's ironic because she distrusts everyone. Yeah. Like, but I mean, like, she wasn't leaving to go. You know, spill his secret of like him betraying the man. Yeah, people, she just didn't want to like, get killed because <laughs> she's like, she's gonna yeah, go down. Exactly. <laughs> like, I feel like in my in my opinion, he probably wouldn't have listened. But in my opinion, instead of telling this other guy, I would have went to Kamen, whatever his name, Kevin, uh, yeah. and been like, hey, yeah, I would have been like, hey, I have this bad feeling, probably gonna get attacked. Uh, probably not a good idea to be here. Maybe I'm wrong, but what if I'm right? Like, you know, kind of a deal, like, kind of persuade him into leaving. And then they would have both left, and if the two guys had never really actually, you know, uh, tailed them and got them to leave, you know, like, make them not tail them, kind of idea, if uh, Kel and them didn't stop them, uh, everybody else would be dead. She would obviously be, like, a, you know, godsend to him, his lucky charm, like, you know, and he would have been so alive. I feel like that's how she could have gone about it, she didn't. Mm -hmm. She still stayed loyal to him. So, like, I feel like they're looking, they look at that part more than anything yeah. else. Like, they're looking at the fact that the person who's beating her, she stayed loyal to. So let's not beat her, and she probably might still stay loyal to us. <laughs> or maybe we'll beat her, and then she'll still stay loyal to us. <laughs> uh, so Vin notes that Ulev had quickly stopped being awkward around her as betrayal was normal in the underworld. Uh, she wondered if Kelsier and Dogson weren't worried about betrayal as they seemed so close. She also notes that they were willing to trust her, which is odd. Uh, she then asked the other crew members about Kelsier. Ulif explains that Kelsier had been the best crew leader in Luthadel, but had been betrayed by someone. The Lord Ruler caught Kelsier and sent him and his wife to the pits of Hathen. But Kelsier escaped, the only one to ever have. However, his wife didn't make it. So what did you think about Kelsier being the only person to have ever escaped the pits of Hathen? Well, first off, even before we got the the big bombshell of what he was going, he plans on doing, I was already like, this man's gonna murder him. <laughs> like, you killed his wife. Hmm. Then the other thing I thought about is like, okay, so somebody, somebody uh, had maybe you know given this man some information that caused this issue, this problem of being sent to the pits. So. Maybe he's also going for that person, and maybe that person might be closer than he thinks. Maybe he's the guy that he's putting a lot of trust in right now. <laughs> um, that goes on that whole thing last 
book about the guy that we I did not see coming that he was going to just destroy the shit out of everybody. They they haven't discussed how you got his powers. No, they haven't. Yeah. Okay, I'll, I'll just. Yeah, okay, I'll just well, be able to uh, I'm gonna go into that now. So Ulf and Distin then discuss different ways Kelsier may have escaped. They also say he entered the pits as a regular ska and came out as an alamancer. Manson Harud says that he isn't sure if Kelsier is even human anymore, as there are mysteries in the mist outside the city, and they'll take a man's face. Distin says he thinks Kelsier is a mistborn. Finn knows that mistborn were supposed to be only be noblemen and said to be secret assassins for the Lord Ruler. Green had told them they were just mists. Uh, and then they had like a whole bunch of like weird, crazy out there theories about. Oh, yeah. So, what do you think a mystery is, and do you think Kelsier is still himself? I've already stated what I think of this. Mm-hmm. But, uh, I honestly don't know, but if he is a mystery that took the face of some guy, that would be awesome. What do you think, Darkness? Is. Kelsier hasn't spoken about how he got his pirates, right? No, I don't believe so. I think he just says that he... I think it's That's only been ever been said by him or anyone else that he went to the pits and came back an Alamancer. Well, I thought he said he, something. He, he talks about it. He's like, he talks oh, about it like, briefly. Yeah. I think he says, uh... Does he say... What exactly does he say again? Okay, but like... How are you not taking so much interest in that when... I don't know if it's like a mistake in my book or something, but when he says I snap, it's capitalized with an S. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, is it? Ca- I don't think it's capitalized in my book. No way. There's no way it's not. Where, where because when he says that, I feel like it's an awakening sort of thing. I'll be honest, I was doing this chapter four like really last minute before lunch, so I might have just accidentally skipped that over because I was doing it really last minute. I need you to double check that it's not capitalized on yours because okay. if it is, I'm, I'm trying to I'm trying to find where it is. Do you know exactly where in chapter four it is? Uh, right where he's talking, probably where he's talking about how he got the powers, kind of. Yeah, I'm just trying to find. It's I'm pretty sure it's where he talks about how uh what they're like what it actually is, like what the pit actually is. Yeah, 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 where, where they're talking about how the mining... Oh yeah, I spent I spent a year in the pits when we were certain to get the fuck out. It's a hellhole. Uh, we have a chance. Uh, I think they're definitely working with hell with blah, blah, blah. I remember vaguely him talking about but I can't find it at the moment. So... While you're still looking for it, uh, I also remember when they were talking about that, the person that's reading the book, uh, also emphasized the snap thing, so... Yeah, probably snapped... Pretty big. Uh, yeah, did they... Snap, the snapping should be emphasized, I forgot to do that, but I think they talked about it in chapter 4. Yeah. Snapping is yep. a thing. I definitely agree with you there. Uh, that it could be a thing that evolved into this form of a mistborn. Because not only that, but obviously some of the metals are tied into emotions. So obviously seeing his like wife die, succumb to that, maybe that's what made him quote unquote snap, capitalize that. Could be a good catalyst, that's for sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, but. I also kind of want to go on the fact of like, wait, how did somebody know that there's 
jaw going in and not stop like a normal person. You mean an al- alamancer versus non alamancer? Yeah, what? but like, how do you just know that? Like, she obviously, uh, Finn had no idea she was an alamancer. And she went, if she went in there. Well, I mean, he obviously like, knows these people from before he was an alamancer. He might just know how alamancy works and like had trace metals and was like, wait a second. I feel something. But, this is what other people have described. Okay. I don't know. I'm not. I don't. I don't want to give away any information from later in the book. That's just what I'm saying based on what we have I'm currently. Also, I'm also thinking. Ah uh, no! It's, I think it got away. <laughs> anyway, so we should keep going so we can do our overall thoughts near the what end. Wanna... Just keep going back to stuff that happens like right at the end of this chapter. <laughs> I know. Uh, so Milev then tells everyone to get out as it's time for Kelsier's meeting. Everyone but Vin leaves, Kelsier having made sure to let Milev's crew know Vin was invited. The first man to enter has the build of a soldier and wears a sleeveless shirt. The man that follows him wears a nobleman's suit, including a hat and dueling cane. The man in the suit, like asks, the man in the suit asks if Kelsier is here yet, and Vin says no. He then says he could use something to drink, and Vin rushes to get him something. The soldier man Ham then tells the suited man Breeze not to push someone around just because he can. This causes Vin to realize he's, uh, he had been using luck on her. She notes that when Kelsier had done it, it was obvious, but it hadn't been obvious to her with Breeze. So what were your first impressions of Breeze? I love Breeze. I love Breeze too. He's one of my favorites. Oh yeah. my god. Just just the way he is unapologetically <laughs> doing this. I and love Breeze. the later thing of him, like, them having a, like, debate about if this is, like, forcing people to do things, I was just like, I love this man. I love he Bruce. so good. Uh, so, so yeah, so Vin then accuses him of being a misborn, but this, uh, Breeze replies he's just a humble misting, and that he pushed pushed on her emotions, soothing her. Push, pulling is different. And then asks if Breeze huh? took a... Yeah, uh-huh. Sorry, go ahead. Uh, yeah. So then asks if Breeze took away her choice by soothing her, and Breeze says he didn't. He just offered her encouragement, that he and that he won't argue with Ham on it. Uh, Vin sits at a table next to the one Breeze and Ham are at, and asks if Ham is also misting. He says he's a thug, a misting, who burns pewter, which makes him stronger. So what were your first impressions of Ham? Seems like a, 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 a macho person. Yeah, I thought he was like, oh, he's there? He's, like, strong? Okay, moving on with him. Yeah, yeah pretty much. Uh, also, I, I just remembered what I wanted to say. So, uh, each person is, like, no, not each person, but, like, each person that can do alamancy that is not a misborn, which is, like, a missing or whatever, Yeah. It has one category of, like, a metal they can do, right? Yeah, one metal. Why not that category be the special metals? Instead of the basic ones. Could I have a missing that does that? We haven't even gotten to that metal in the first place. But... Yeah. And so I'm assuming that would be a missing like, like that. Yeah, I think that's going to be like a huge thing there. Mm. I mean, anyway. I definitely know this is where I started from thinking about the fact that, like, the Jack of All Trades thing, <laughs> when he started using it and she stated the fact that, like, um, it was different than the way Kel had done it. Like, with Kel, she knew that he was doing it, but, like, he, she had no idea. Yeah. So I was like, That's maybe was... it's like, he's, when you're, when you're trained, or when you're only able to do one, you're going to obviously be the, try to be the best at that one specific thing. Yeah. So, like, 
learn how to do very well. And like a jack of all trades, you have all of them. They're probably all just kind of there. They're not the best, but they're good, you know. Yeah. But they can obviously do things Mystics can't because they can like, yeah, do like multiple things. So they'll be able to do kind of combo. Yeah. Combo. Combos. Uh, so a new man then enters a room wearing simple clothing and seems angry and has a knotted face. He goes to sit by himself, walking with a limp, and Breeze mentions that he'll miss Trap. Ham says Clubs is a good man, and when Breeze wonders if he can make Clubs bring him a drink, Ham says he'd pay money to see that. When Finn asks what Clubs When Finn asks what Clubs is, Ham explains that Clubs is a smoker and will keep Inquisitors from finding them. So what was your first impression of Clubs? I think all of these guys are pretty cool. I mean, that one is kind of a throwaway for me with the bodyguard aspect. It doesn't really seem like his is going to be anything great. Like, okay, cool, you're strong. Like, you know, I, I, I definitely focus much more on people who have a different thing that, like, isn't just brute strength. Mm. Like, Do you I like more emotional alamancy? Or, or what I assume the smoker is able to do. To, like cloak them in some way, shape, or form. Like, yeah, I was, I was wondering, if those, I was wondering if smokers would are gonna be like the type to like, like, either cloak, uh, like be able to cloak against the, the what is it, the fucking steel inquisitors or whatever. Inquisitors. Yeah, be able to cloak it because of like you know the magic's gonna be everywhere, right? If it's like actual smoke, yeah. or if the steel inquisitors are there to find smokers. Um, I don't think they're there to find smokers. I think steel inquisitors are kind of like, this is just my opinion, but uh, she could be right. But uh, I think my opinion on it is more that they're almost like bodyguards that are using basically like their mistings for steel. Um, and they're using the steel to be like, use that power to help these other people, the whatever what were they, what they're called. Their support. The, I, yeah, the, their support to the whatever the they're called. They're called. Who followed? It was two people. It was the Steel Inquisitor, and then what was the other person he directed away? Uh, Obligator. Obligator. Yeah, they're like the basically they're like basically they're like um the pewter person for uh the Obligators. They're the the muscle in some shape or form. Whether the power is, I don't know if the power is exactly like the pewter in, in any way or shape or form, but like that kind of idea. Like they're their power, they're their back. Um, I don't know. I, I see, feel like I, that's. I see them more as like, like, like. I see them more as like. Sentinels. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, like okay. they're like, like honing in like cameras and stuff. Yeah, like, this is what he said, that they can track I, her, and then, like, oh, yeah. well, and I feel like they don't still have your scent. If I, I feel like if that's the case, and they can track, like, you know, people using it, like, pretty easily, then, you know, maybe it's, like, yeah, some... Yeah, I mean, I can agree with you. Yeah. yeah, I agree with you. I think the smokers are there, are going to be there to, in some way, shape, or form, stop Steel Inquisitors from, like, being able to track them. Um, and I kind of agree with what you said like like let's say it's a material thing right they actually create smoke maybe the smoke is just a bunch of alamancy and it's really hard to like then focus yeah. on specific uh -huh. alamancies inside of it which would be really cool i mean that'd be a really nice idea and it kind of takes both of them, like, you know 
I'm gonna have them adjust this phone. Uh, so, we then move on, and Ham says he likes Vin, and Breeze mentions that lower thieving crews are called crumbs. He also tries to soothe Vin again, and she tells him to stop. Vin notes that Kelsier doesn't seem to have told them she's a misborn. Also mentioned that between, uh, besides Kelsier and Dachshund, they're just waiting on Yedin, whom Breeze and Ham haven't, uh, don't seem keen on. Uh, Yedin then enters the room, wearing simple grey clothing. He seems disapproving, but not as hostile as clubs. Vin notes the crew seems small, but remembers Ham mentioning that he has a group of thugs and wonders if these people are just representatives of small specialized crews. Kelsier and Dachshund then finally show up, Kelsier glad to see everyone there. Ham and Breeze both greet Kelsier happily, and Kelsier says the reason they're late is because they were visiting his brother, who would not be joining them today, but Kelsier was sure he'd be joining the crew eventually. Finn notes the tension regarding the mentions of Kelsier's brother. So, do you think Marsh will join them eventually? Yes. I think Marsh has issues and needs therapy already. <laughs> I think they all need therapy. Right? What character in Renaissance's books don't need therapy? I think Marsh specifically um, needs hell of a, like, hell of therapy this week. Like, I don't even know him yet, but I can feel it. <laughs> What's her name? Uh, Abs? Is it Abs? Oh, she never needed therapy? Uh, yeah. She did need therapy. It was, it was perfect, but she did. I'm surprised you remembered her, but didn't remember Hoyt's name. First off, Babs is an amazing character. Hoyt's is a throwaway for me. I did not expect him to ever be back in this in 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 any of the storyteller. He was throwaway to me. She, Babs, Babs single-handedly made Siri better. Yeah. Anyway. No, 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 no. When you said Babs. I instantly got the image right in my head. When you said, uh, what's his name again? Oh, I was like, who? Yeah. yeah, I was like, I not, I, I was like, <laughs> Anyways, let's keep going. Uh, Reason asked Kelsier to finally explain the job, and Kelsier says that Yedin is their employer, which shocks the others. Yedin says he despises people like the crew members, but he needs their skills. Finn is confused at first, then it's mentioned that Yedin is part of the Ska Rebellion. Kelsier then says they're going to help Yedin overthrow the final empire. Uh, so what was your first impression of Yedin? I don't like him. Yeah, same. A little hoity-toity to me. <laughs> uh, so everyone is shocked and silent, but Kelsier says they can do it, they have a vision, and can execute a plan, whereas the rebels in the past have not been able to do much, which Yedin is annoyed by. Kelsier says they're the most capable and clever elements in the city, plus Yedin has already paid them. Finn thinks this must be a front somehow to scam the Skull Rebellion, but she's confused because Yenin has apparently already paid them, so why continue like this? They've apparently been paid They've apparently been paid 30,000 boxings, which Ham does not think is enough for the job, uh, but Yen replies that it's everything that the Rebellion has saved for over decades. Kelsier also then brings up that once the Rebellion gets control of the palace, and thus the treasury, he's promised them half the Lord Ruler's ATM reserve, no matter how big it is. Finn notes that ATM is supposedly incredibly rare and only used by noblemen. So what do you think ATM is? Metal. <laughs> but I wonder what it is. Uh, there has to be a healing metal, right? A what metal? Right. A healing. Mm -hmm. Oh, you know, I did not even think of that when I was making a list of all of these eight. I didn't think of a healing metal. 
So Kelsey then explains the plan to take out the Luthadel garrison and then throw the city into chaos. Once the city is in chaos, Yedin will bring the rebellion into the city and take the palace, as well as capturing the Lord Ruler. Then they will take half the Atium and leave. Yedin is, in, Yedin is in charge of dealing with a way to keep the palace and city. Yedin explains that just taking the palace will bring a lot of hope to the sky, even if they can't keep it and end up dead. Kelsier also says that taking the ATM will leave the Lord Ruler financially ruined and unable to hire armies. So, what did you think about the plan? It sounds great. It's gonna go wrong everywhere, though. <laughs> the, first, the first plan? The first plan? That's awesome. Alright. Uh, so, Ham then asks, what about the Coloss? Which Kelsier says he can't, uh, he can't march on the city as it would cause destruction worse than the financial ruin. Kelsier notes that in the chaos, the provincial noblemen will likely set themselves up as kings, and Yen can hopefully keep Luthadel, and the rest of them will be very rich. Club springs up the Steel Ministry and the Inquisitors, but Kelsier says he has plans for that. Uh, what do you think of cool losses? Um. We really don't get anything besides their name and that they're they call yeah, them creatures. When they said that, I pictured a bunch of things, like, <laughs> like, uh, like, I don't know, for some reason, I pictured, like, like, uh, like, a like, giant metal, like, beast, like, dogs and stuff. Like, Hellhound? Oh, yeah. Yeah. What do you think, that deck? I mean, I mean, I don't know, 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 Maybe they're just like, 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 like normal people, but like, like a special metal like gives them the like a berserker power. Mm. Yeah. Like, like, especially the the Hulk. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so Breeze then asks, "What happens if the Lord Ruler just mines more ATM? As no one knows where the mine is." Kelsier then says he knows where the mine is. It's the pits of Hathen, and it's why no one can survive it, because the Lord Ruler can't have it getting out where the mine is. Uh, he continues his speech before asking each person if they're in. Ham agrees, even if it's foolhardy. Breeze hesitates but agrees, and Clubs, however, says no and leaps, which Yadin worries about, but Kelsier says it's fine to just let him go. Then thinks Kelsier must have assassins going after Clubs, since it's impossible to trust some of the plan. Kelsier then asks Finn if she's in, which she agrees and joins their table. Kelsier then reveals that she's a Mistborn as well, which Yedin thinks is impossible, as apparently he doesn't even know Kelsier is a Mistborn. Um, so do you think Clubs is going to be killed for leaving? Do you think she's right that Kelsier's going to send like assassins or something? Uh, I don't think he's going to be killed. I think he's going to be manipulated. I mean, he does know too much, so... So, before they end their meeting, Kelsier says he has one more thing to mention. If possible, he's going to kill the Lord Ruler. Then thinks Kelsier must be insane. Kelsier goes on to say- I don't remember him saying, if possible. <laughs> he, he does say, because he says uh, he, he's not okay. sure he'll be able to. Okay, I, I don't remember him saying, that, like, if possible. I thought, I definitely remember, maybe I just thought, a thought in my head. Yeah, no, he says, no, yeah, no, he specifically says, <laughs> the, the exact you know, the exact quote is, no, Kelsier said, if I can, I'm going to kill him too. So he says, uh, yeah. if I can. 
I, I noticed that and I stuck with it because I, I really like the fact that instead of focusing purely on the revenge and stuff, he's like, if I can do it, like, you know, then yeah. I'm gonna do it. Uh, still going, still going to he's, do it. He could try. Yeah, he's gonna, but, he's, pro he's probably gonna try, but he also says, I mean, at the end, that, like, don't, you guys don't worry about it. This is, like, my thing that I'm gonna try and do. You guys yeah. just focus on everything else. Um, but yeah, we so he's... So Vin thinks Kelsier must be insane. Kelsier goes on to say that the Lord Ruler took Mare from him. Uh, just put it out there, Mare's his wife, obviously. Uh, and almost took his sanity as well. He then takes out a bar of metal. He says that there is a rumor that the Lord Ruler can be killed with an eleventh metal, this metal that is silvery white in color. He explains that there are ten metals, the eight basic metals, and the two higher metals, but that this metal is supposedly even stronger than all the other ten. He says he got it from a place in the north near the far peninsula where people still remember their old kingdom from before the ascension. So what do you think about Kelsier's plan to kill the Lord Ruler and about the eleventh metal? I originally remember thinking that the 11th medal was just him pulling out a bar of ATM. ATM. Yeah, ATM. Yeah, uh, but it's not, because uh, they, they've never heard of this thing before. They would they would probably know about ATM, because everyone knows about ATM. Yeah, but how many of them have actually ever seen though? Like, I don't know. Well, I mean, considering it's Kelsier, he would probably have told them it's ATM. If he, because he's been mining yeah. it. I'm more interested in the fact that he talked about that place before the Ascension. Mm, where people remember the name of the Old Kingdom from before the Ascension? Yeah, so I was thinking, like, that metal... <laughs> I, I, okay, so I'm thinking that's before uh, the, the Lord Ruler, that's the name of him. Uh, that, that was before his... Uh, I feel like he snapped the same way that uh, Kelsey did. did. Mm. Yeah. And uh, it's like... Fuck. It's like uh, he, he did it and he like ingested a not like, like a not common metal. Mm -hmm. He ingested one of the rare ones and possibly it's that 11th metal. Mm. So it's like it's like sort of like a Wolverine situation, where like if you like one of the only things that can you know fuck him up is like that same metal that he was injected with. I see, I see. Yeah, um, I'm just, I'm, I'm curious because how. How, like, how is snapping not, like, seen as more common? Because that, that seems to be, like, a catalyst, right? Yeah, I, th I think maybe, if I remember correctly, I think the reason I didn't mention something was because, again, like, there wasn't, like, a lot of context. Because, like, sometimes you guys are like, oh, I have no idea, because there's, like, not a lot of context for things if I ask about them. <laughs> Although, it seems like in this book, you're, you're a lot happier to respond to stuff than you were in Atlantis, so. It, uh... Well, technically, I only realized that it's because uh, I learned from your thing where you're like, oh, uh, sometimes the things are capitalized here. Yes, capitalization is usually very, very important in his books. Um, yeah, so our last little bit here and then we can do our overview. Kelsier mm -hmm. says he doesn't know how to use the metal yet, but he'll find out. He also says that this is just his task and for the others not to worry about it. 
Ben thinks that she's bound herself to a madman, but it doesn't matter as long as he teaches her allomancy. Uh, so before I get into my final questions, what are your guys' thoughts on those chapters and everything there? I wanted to, I just wanted a, a, a little bit of a theory here, right? Mm -hmm. So, I was thinking, what if all that ATM or whatever is, uh, them? Maybe, maybe not any, not ATM or like some, whatever they're, like other metals, because I, I doubt they're just mining ATM on it, uh, in the pit. Whatever other metal allows them to become, like, how mythic, I'm pretty sure mythic things is, uh, What's it called? Mysteries. Mysteries? Yeah. yeah. I was thinking, like, what if that's, like, a like a thing they're doing, and they're doing it, like, <laughs> uh, they're doing it, like, specifically at night, right? Mm. And that's why there's so much mist all around, and it's, like, felled people, you know, like, who, people who couldn't, like, really control their shit. So I'm just like, <laughs> what if they go out at night and they're breathing into people, you know? <laughs> That'd be weird. <laughs> And that's why people are like, oh, they, they, if you got at night and during okay, the mist, you'll yeah, you'll go crazy and shit. You'll, you'll lose your mind. It's because you're seeing all these people and like, in, like they're in your shit. So <laughs> I'm just like that. That'd be I think like, it's probably not like that, but like it'd be a cool thing. Like... Okay, so yeah, you just tell me when you're when I'm able to give you the list of what I think these metals do. Yeah, this, this is gonna be one of my questions be... here in the overview. We'll okay, do that in a second. Okay, okay, my okay. first question before that was: Do you think we'll meet Green at some point in this book, or is he gonna be more like Ridger from Warbreaker, where he's just mentioned and we never actually meet him? No, we're gonna we're gonna see. Yeah, I feel like we're gonna see him. Okay. I feel like he's uh, gonna be a notable person. Yeah. So then. What do you think each of the eight basic metals do? The ones that we know is tin enhances senses, and you're called a tin eye when you do it. Pewter enhances mm -hmm. strength, and you're called a thug. We know zinc pulls on emotions. We do not know the name people have for it. And then we also know that there is one that Breeze uses, which is pushing on emotions, and they're called soothers, but we don't know which of the metals that is. And then, so the metals we don't know are iron, steel, brass, copper, and bronze. Okay. So. Darkness, I would like you to go first before I go through this entire list because I don't want to sway you on this okay. question. Okay. So brass, I think, is that, uh, like, the force one, like, the push one. Okay, so you think that was what Kelsey was using to push Kamen? Yeah, I think there is a healing one. Okay, so do you have an idea of which one of the... I don't know which one. I don't think it's okay. a common one. Well, let's, let's go easy. Which one do you think, which metal do you think Breeze uses for soothing? Um... So there's iron, steel, copper, and bronze, if you think the brass is the pushing one. I don't... No. Iron, steel... Does it repeat Copper them? and bronze. I think it's iron. Iron? Okay. And then we also have smoker, which we don't fully know what it does. Uh, but that's what Clubs is, and we don't know what metal his is either. So is his then steel, copper, or bronze? I think smokers are copper. I think they're copper. Okay, so then what do we have left then? Steel and bronze, I think, are the steel last two? Steel is whatever, obviously, what the steel inquisitors are. Okay, so then you think bronze maybe might be the healing one? I don't know if 
if there's gonna be a healing one, I don't know if it's gonna be like a. You think that might be like one, one of the higher there. metals? Because there are yeah. the two high metals as well. Uh-huh. Um, but we'll ask about, uh, Mythic about the eight basic ones first, and then I was gonna ask you guys what yeah. you think the two higher metals are and what the eleventh metal is. So Mythic, what do you think about the eight metals? Alright, so I think that's how I have it written down. Uh, aside from the other ones that you've already stated, because I actually got one of those wrong, but it's okay. Three. Um, oh, sorry. Because I put pewters different things, but yeah. I kind of... Um, I think steel is going to be, like, looking for somebody. So the steel inquisitor is so going like, to have some sort of sense vision thing. Attic, or like, like, yeah, like something. Um, like, and, and that also makes me think that it's a vision thing, because they're literally putting nails, or not nails, but spikes into their face. Mm-hmm. Uh, through their eyes, um, and then I think that uh, the iron is the like pushing like thing that he did the like telepath telepathy thing he did kind of mm-hmm. idea where he pushed the guy away. Um, what? What was that, darkness? Uh, it's uh, like <laughs> yeah. Okay, so um, and then. For the other ones, actually, I lumped them all into categories because, like, once I started doing this, I, I started getting different things coming off of them. Um, but I think bronze was like the. Or no, not bronze, sorry. Um, what was it? Brass? Well, now, wait, no. Yeah, but. This, well, because now I changed it a little bit because you we, the pewter changed, <laughs> so I swapped the two. So. <laughs> What I had pewter was for the the like soothing thing, okay. um, but I pretty yeah I changed it with bronze. Um, I think okay. bronze is the like soothe and you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's only because that's only because I swapped between I thought pewter and bronze was. Um, so, but and then brass I have as like um, kind of the same idea like it, but not. So it, there's pushing and pulling, but like I feel like there was an anger thing too that they did at one point. I don't remember if that was a pull thing. That was zinc. That, that was pulling on emotions. Is it zinc? Yeah. Zinc that was able to do that. Okay. Okay. So zinc is the one that pulls. Okay. Well, I, I made anger, but uh, brass was anger for me. I don't know why. Um, and then I also did. Uh, I had um, seeing like you could see into the future kind of idea for copper. Um, like you could, I want to, I want to make a one piece reference, but I'm trying to make a different way of putting it. Um, like you're observant, you're very observant, so observant that you can almost like see slight bits into the future. Like so, like you could dodge things that were coming. I see. Um, but yeah. I just, I just want to bring up. Uh, didn't uh, Kelsier use fire? I mean, Kelsier did not use fire. No, he, For the he said he burned his. He said he burned his thing. Yeah, oh. when you use your elemental abilities, it's called burning the metal. No, oh. I mean like for the also, for the mansion. For the mansion, I mean the, the mansion was on fire. It's never stated he that he like somehow he uses fire it. magic. I mean, you, yeah. if you want, um, you can guess also, that there's fire magic, but the, I, think there's, never I think there's some fucking fire magic. Fire, okay. really quite cool. Um, also, the four categories I lumped them into, because after I did all this, I started lumping them into categories. Um, it seems as if there's at least three of these seem to fall into a category of a physical trait, a mental trait, and an enhancement. Um, because 
10, I did more as fortitude, as in like, you're bumping all of what you already have, like all your senses get heightened, so you're fortifying it instead. Um, and so it would be an enhancement, uh, like, it, it enhances you in some way, where I'm now pewter, because it was bronze before, but uh, pewter is like physical, like you are, are actually being strong, getting stronger. You are actually being able to do it, and then the emotional ones, or whatever, that make them push and pull are obviously mental. Mm -hmm. um, and I also lumped the telepathy thing into there. Um, but, like, and then I have one other one that I feel like could be a thing, but be, like, spirit. Like, um, like, I was going on the mist idea, like, them becoming mist. Mm -hmm. Like, they, it allows you to do other things, and that's kind of where I lumped my oracle thing, where, like, you could see into the future kind of idea. Um, I put that into that, like, other category. I also have the other two that I think are metals, um, but only because I think they're metals. <laughs> I hope they're in here. They yeah, I was gonna say, like are, are those the, the two high metals you were thinking of? Yeah, the other so that's two my next question. Are, so, well, I actually have all three of the ones that I think are the next ones. Right, well, first of all, what, are the, what do you think the two high metals are, both of you? Gold, gold, and electrum, which are both metals in the I thought gold. I thought gold as well. I didn't know what the other one was, but I kind of went around the obsidian path. Mm. Obsidian, yeah, that's my third. Yeah. One, no? Obsidian yeah. is my third. What I think. Is so what do you think the eleventh is then? Is obsidian, I think, but I also think it uh, this metal that he's mining. Um, Adium. Yeah, whatever it is. That's what I was originally thinking. Uh, but I, I have a lot of metals on this list. <laughs> that I think could be things. I will so, confirm, ATM is uh, not the 11th metal. ATM is not the 11th metal. It, no, I'm not going to tell you if it's a metal that they use, but it's not the 11th metal. Mm -hmm. It could or could not yes. be something else. But the 11th metal, because Kelsier specifically mined ATM at the pits, and he got the 11th metal somewhere else. Like, And it's it's definitely not. Like, They know mm -hmm. that it's not ATM. Okay. Um, also, it's not... Is it... Concrete is stated that it there's only the eleven or ten metals and then this eleven random metal. Um, well, so they or... they they have the eight basic metals and then they've heard of these two higher metals and then Kelsier's coming out of nowhere saying there's an eleventh metal. Okay, but oh, there's, there's, but, but yeah, okay. So I'm saying so there's nothing concreted that said any of these other ones that are on my list aren't also metals. Yes, there's there's nothing concrete because okay. um. I so... think... It can be implied, so basically, be that until this there point... There could be silver, there could, there could be obsidian, there could be uh, aluminum, there could be a whole silver other chrome, the, the other one I have chrome. Silver can be the, uh, the earring. Yeah. So I think that's what it is. Like, you that's silver and silver? then... Up, yeah, I think she's gonna so find out... She's... no. I oh. She's gonna find out, uh... Uh, not necessarily that silver's the name, but, like... I think that's a whole different thing, uh, but like, um, I think she's gonna like, eventually fucking eat that earring and the obsidian at some point. <laughs> so, so, what if, right, aside from these, this special metal, right, that might, may or may not exist, what if, let's go on the object, right, that there is more than just ten metals, what if there's a metal, like a, the basic metal, and then there's a metal that does the same thing? but in, like, a greater quantity. So, like, there might be 16 metals. 
I don't know what all 16 are, because I don't have 16 on this list. I, I think of more, I'm sure. Sorry, why do you think it's 16? Well, because what if... Because, like, there's two metals, right? Okay, so there's two, obviously two metals that do very similar things, <laughs> which is pushing and pulling in emotions. So what if, right, what if uh, well, what, one metal is just a stronger version of that metal, right? Like, um, maybe... Find it. Um, can't think of how this would go. Um, what if, like, if you took the only way I could explain it would be to use one, almost the metals that are already in here. But, um, like, if iron was stronger than steel, like, iron is stronger than steel. So, like, what if that was, you know, like, it was upbringing, you know? Mm. Um, but, Why don't... like, I feel like you could come up. Sanderson could come up with like different names for like new metals because he came up with whatever the what atrium, right? ATM. ATM, yeah. Uh, yeah, like, like I don't think I've ever heard of that as a metal. Maybe it is. I don't know. ATM, I don't um, believe it's a metal. No, it's a thing. Maybe. Yeah, like so maybe he can. Maybe he comes up with different names. But like something's just telling me that there might be stronger versions of the metal, or maybe it just uh, like powers up the metal you already have. So like if you have uh, iron in your body. Maybe another metal in your body will make it stronger, you know, mm. like it'll empower the metal kind of idea. Um, but like, I don't know, there's, I have more, I have so many on this list that are above 10, um, <laughs> and you actually above 11, sorry, because the uh, special metal that like there would, there could be more metal, more metal exists IRL, um, and obviously Electrum, which I came up with from fucking like, DD, so. <laughs> I think, uh, I think the quality of the metal, like the refinement of it, mm-hmm. also has a big factor on it. And also, why have they not ex- like? Maybe they have, and we're just not there yet. We don't know about it. But like, if I were them, I would have experimented in uh, like infusing metals together. I mean, I think some of these metals are alloys. Brass is it brass that's one, or is it bronze that's one? Like, they, they are. There are alloys, which are basically two metals together. Yeah. Yeah, brass is copper and zinc together. So why not just try it with all of them? Like... You don't know they haven't. We don't know. Sometimes maybe that's what makes them right? That's what I'm saying, like, why, like, different combinations of these can have different effects. Three two together might make something different. Yes. Alright. My final question for you guys. Who is your favorite and least favorite character so far? Least favorite? Cadam or whatever the fuck his name is. Cameron? Um, yeah, whatever. Uh, and my favorite is definitely going to be... Yeah. Toss-up, honestly, right now. Between... It's a toss-up between... Uh, what's his name? Reese? The, the main guy. No. Oh, Kelsier? Reese and the other guy. Kelsier. Um, or it's a toss-up between them, because I like them both. They're fucking awesome. What about you, Darkness? And then, then the literature. I think my favorite character right now... I know y'all gonna think this is weird, but I like... Mm-hmm. I like the, uh, the writing the paragraphs. Like the person <laughs> like writing the, the epigraphs? Yeah, whoever that is, I wanna know. Oh, All you right. like them? And who's your yeah, least favorite? Cool. Uh, that fucking Buddha starts with a Y. 
Oh, uh, Yedin? Yeah. Also, I think... I think Felsir's gonna betray her, by the way. Oh, Felsir's gonna betray Ben? Mm-hmm. Oh, you mean like, uh, you mean like, uh... What, what, what was the name from, uh... Dark Moon's beginning, right? Fuck. The guy from, uh, Warbreaker. Uh-huh. From, oh, from Warbreaker. No. Uh, you mean Dent? Well, well, oh, Blue Fingers. <laughs> like Dent. Yeah. No, like Dent. Oh, okay. Like, I think uh-huh. it'd be like Dent. Uh, I will tell yeah, you, my favorite yeah. characters for this book specifically, because I don't want to give any spoilers if someone survives or not, because this is instead of being one book, it's a trilogy, right? But for for this yeah, book specifically, yeah. my favorite characters are a toss-up between Breeze and Marsh. <gasps> Marsh. Okay, we'll see. You, got, you guys haven't met him yet, but I'll just say I, I like him. He's Kelsier's brother. You uh, haven't yeah, properly yeah. met him. Have we gotten his have we gotten his name on Yes. Already? You briefly yeah, got his got name when Kelsier and Doxon met him. Okay. Yes. Yeah. 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 Most yeah, of the most of the time they, they, they just refer to him as Kelsier's brother. But yeah, Breeze and Marsh are my favorites. Uh in this book. I will not say for future books for the whole trilogy because I don't want to imply if they survive or not. Which means that I'm not okay. saying anything. Yeah, uh-huh. I'm not getting so, emotional yeah, like, with anyone. <laughs> sure you are. Anyways, we should probably end up. We've been going for almost three hours. Uh, we'll see how the next episode goes. I may have to go back down to 50 pages instead of 60 like we were doing with Elantris. Uh, so I might have to if we're taking three hours. Anyways, I'll, 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 give, I'll give another couple episodes. I'll do it. I'll do it for another couple episodes at what my normal rate was going to be, just because it is the first episode, so there's a lot to talk about. But for next chapter, because of how long the chapters are, we're only doing two chapters, which is chapter five and six, because they're both like 25 to 30 pages <laughs> each. Are you kidding me? Literally, literally, they're so long each. Well, uh, yeah, I, I agree because I I only I, I read the first three chapters before, um, like while on the ride uh, back to the hotel every day um and then this last chapter i literally sat here and listened to an hour long chapter chapter was like yeah. shit, the longest chapter i've ever fucking read yeah. one of them was so uh, long yeah yeah so they're they're quite long so yeah it's just two chapters this one time because uh they're quite long and also the chapter seven is quite long so i could not fit in another chapter i was like because these ones technically are a little under 60 but i was like if i go chapter seven it's going to be like freaking 80 or 90 pages so i can't (laughs) so anyways uh yeah thank you guys so much for hanging out and thanks to all of our listeners we really appreciate you uh yeah bye Feel free to message us about how you thought their theories are for their first first chapters. Also, Vin, if you're watching, you know, tell us how it goes. 